Yo, 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 you already know what it is. It's me, Tritown Tory, coming to you live from the Northwest. We represented for that graveyard shift, and today I got my man in the building again. We got a classic episode for you. This is part two. My man, Dom Travel, so I'ma let him do his own introduction, man. What up, man? You know what it is, man. It's your boy, Primo F, a.k.a. Dom Travolta, a.k.a. Dom Belushi, a.k.a. The Mayor, man. You know, we out here. I'm back. We running shit. I'm out here with Tory North. That's right, man. He's back here running shit in the Tri-Cities. You already know what it is. One time for your mind. We got the mayor in the motherfucking building. And if you're hearing them sounds, those are the sounds from the super producer, Marswell. Producer, you've had the, the idea. For- producer for the Red Shark Gang and many other projects that he's dropped. So what I'm going to be doing is I'm going to be playing producer music on all the podcasts that we do from now on. And it's going to be a way to showcase new producers and things of that nature and how we get down. So on and so forth. But today, man, I just want to talk about the last podcast that we did right off the bat, man. And it was it was a great podcast. It was one that I really enjoy. And I listen to it constantly because um, it's a real easy listen to. and, And we talked a lot about the history and there was a lot of gems in it, man. Not only that... My mom gave me some feedback. A couple other people gave me feedback because they be listening to the podcast. They want to make sure that I'm not dropping no bullshit and I'm keeping up with the substance. Right, right. And they've been telling me like, man, like my mom, for example, told me that it was like a, like she was walking with us through the stories and and she could see things in high definition. And it made me it made me happy because she keeps it real with me. You know what I'm saying? She lets me know how things are. But uh, but. I'm glad to have you back in the building, man. I think that the the city needs it, the region needs it, the game needs it, the underground needs it. So it's really good to have you in the building, man. Um, first and foremost, how are you feeling, bro? Like, how are you feeling? There's a lot going on in the world right now, you know. Right now, I'm feeling, I'm feeling good. I'm feeling alright, you know. Like, uh, I got off work today, and TMZ confirmed that DMX had passed. And so that's, that was like one of my uh, childhood artists I grew up on. So it's kind of like I, 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 I remember when Tupac died, you know, I remember when Biggie died, but I didn't know their albums were for word like that. I just knew whatever came on MTV or BET, you know, uh, this, this is kind of just like. Not a ripple effect. That ain't the word I'm looking for. But it's like another just reopening the the, the hash wound because we just lost Nipsey. Not saying we didn't lose other people right, after right. Nipsey, but for me, you know, people I listen to, mm-hmm. you know, we just lost Nipsey. And it was like, damn, now we just lost X. Right. Mm-hmm. And X was just with Nipsey, J Stone, and all of them. Mm-hmm. You know, a few months before, you yeah. know, uh, Nipsey passed. So right. Right. It's like. Uh, that that it just really hurt because uh, X played a big role because I, I'm born and raised right here in the Tri Cities, but my mom was in the army, so I don't remember if we touched bases on that in the last podcast. A little podcast, bit, a little bit. But mm-hmm. when I uh, when we moved, we moved to Kentucky, and her uh, first husband was from Asbury Park, New Jersey, mm-hmm. two two three blocks away from Bam Bam Bigelow. Oh, you shit. know, same blocks, <laughs> same hood, you know. So um, he he had a big ass thick case of just CDs, you know, and but it was a, a few artists that he would always listen to, Jay, Big Pun, 
you know, Mob D, you know, a lot of a lot of East Coast people, but yeah, DMX was like his number one go-to guy. Him and my mom both loved X. Man. So um, that's the whole everything that came with X, you know, from mm-hmm. from the the dirt bikes, mm-hmm. the four wheelers to the pit bulls. Right. You know, like I was in Kentucky on base. We had about eight, nine pit bulls. You know, like. He, we had to lie and tell the uh, people, like, no, nah, this is the neighbor's dogs, you know? Like, we had dogs different places, you know? Like, uh-huh. doing crazy shit we probably should have been doing on post, you know? Like, Real you know, backyard shit on post. Like, yeah. it's crazy. So, like, my love for pit bulls stems from that, you yeah. know? So, X passed, and I was like, you know what? I got to go get a dog because yeah. my, my dog uh, passed, like, a year ago. Um, so and I had bought that dog when when I got out of jail. So it was, it was like a gift to myself. I was like, man, fuck, fuck everything, fuck everybody. I got my dog. You know, I was I was on my ex shit. You know, I ain't giving a fuck about shit, but my dog. You know, I, was like, I had my dog, and that dog of the litter. Uh, the mom had got sick and couldn't feed him. Uh-huh. So I had I, I brought the dog home and I was feeding it with bottles. I had making Inframil, shaking it, you know, like I was feeding that dog from the bottle. So that was that was my dog. So he he passed and Man. I really ain't get one because we couldn't have one where we was living at. But mm-hmm. you know now I'm back. I'm trying to buy a house and you know I've been I was thinking about you know getting getting the little exotic French ones. Right, and I right. thought about the exotic bullies, but I really don't like them. You know, I personally I think it's too many health risks right, for you right. know. The, but that's that's a different topic. Right. So I I just and I was looking at these African boar bulls or some shit like okay. some mastiffs, but fucking X left. I was like, no, fuck all that shit. I, Gotta I don't be. Need, I'm going right back. You know, and I'm I'm gonna get me a grand champ. There you, <laughs> you know, there like you go. when X left for a while, he came back with that grand champ <laughs> album, and he was like, yeah, X is back. So. I gotta, uh, I gotta give me a dog and breed him up to grand there champ you. status. Dude, I love it, man. Did you see the drinking champs episode of uh, DMX? No, I, oh, I caught bro. pieces of it. I just, I haven't been able to uh, watch it all. I need, mm-hmm. I, I need to. It, it's great. It's really dope, man. Because they they ask him about some of the urban legends and stuff about because he has a lot of urban legends like yeah. around him because he's such a mysterious, mm-hmm. you know, like we can't even believe that he existed kind of figure. You know what I'm saying? And, yeah. and one of them was that he was in a battle back in the day, back in Yonkers, you know, when he was just starting up. And he had a dog with him, and he yeah. was battling, and then the dog did the ad libs for yeah. him. <laughs> and, and, and I was thinking to myself, like, okay, he was so in tune with his dog yeah. that he was able to freestyle, but also command his dog to jump in with the ad lib. Yeah. And there's just nothing like that. Like, we'll never see that again. Like, yeah. Because if we do see it again, it's just a carbon copy of what yeah. already, you know, yeah. existed. And not only that, man, I've, I, I remember one of my favorite stories that I ever heard about DMX was him battling Jay-Z before they blew up. Yeah. You know, like, like th- those stories will always hit harder for me because I remember being in those same, uh, you know, uh, time periods where I was battling cats who, who went on to have, you know, big records or, mm-hmm. or do the damn thing themselves, yeah. you know? So I can relate to it. And I think that... It's really special that somebody who, an artist of, of that age, because they're older artists, yeah. they had their past documented when there was there was no internet. Right. So there was a, they were able to record certain footage and, and yeah. have stories and things of that nature that people could actually go back and listen to. Mm-hmm. So X was very special for me too, man. Uh, somebody said recently, I was, I was listening to a podcast, and they said that 
DMX is the black Nirvana. Yeah, pretty much. And I thought that that was so crazy to hear, but it made so much fucking sense. Yeah. Because what Nirvana did was they exposed some vulnerabilities for a generation of, of, of people and depression and things of that nature really yeah. came to the forefront. With X, he did the exact same thing, but he did it for the hip-hop community. Yeah. And well, the thing that I think about that's great about X is that he really took the pain of the world on himself. And that's the reason why the pressure was so much for him that he had to do certain things that he had to do to cope. Just to exist. Yeah. And I don't think that people are that... He's so, he was so unselfish that he could literally um, take on the woes of the world, make albums like and songs like Slip In, and, and, and speak to generations of people. His music's going to get p- played 20, 30 years down the road because yeah. of how special he was. Yeah. You know? Uh, what? What's uh, some of your favorite DMX records? That, uh, my favorite favorite is Let Me Fly. Mm. That's my one right there off of uh, It's Dark and Hell is High. And then uh, off of Flesh of My Flesh, Blood of My Blood. Uh, Shit, I can't even think of the title of it. The one with them in the lock. She used to be my dog. You was in my left titty. Screen ride and die. I thought you would die with me. Proud out you a bitch. You can't even ride with me. Now there's a war. You ain't on the side with me. That's my shit right there. And Bro, I, that that album is fucking he like the first co- two albums that he came out with. Yeah. You know what I noticed is that like nobody was able to do that to that level, drop two albums and go, you know, four times platinum on each album. Mm-hmm. There's been some artists who have tried to do it like Future dropped two albums one year. Yeah. But it's just not the same. It's a different type of hunger. Like X X came really came from nothing like his his mom sent him off to a boarding home. Like my mom had, my mom loved this guy. Like she had the autobiography, so mm-hmm. like I, re- I got in trouble and had to read it one year. <laughs> so like his, like his mom sent him off. You know, like kind of just like, hey, we're gonna go check this place out. You know, and they checking it out, and she kind of just slipped out the back door on him. You know, like he was really just left at a, a boarding home. You know, so it's just like he had a lot of a different. A lot of different pain, like he 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 brought he brought something like Pac. He was able to touch emotions like Pac. Yeah, you know, and you're right, like, you're right. Definitely, he, he was able to pull those emotions out of people, like and uh-huh. just not just every everywhere. Yeah. You know, like Pac was did a lot of hip hop, but he was able to you know go into like soft R and B and right. pull some shit out. You know, like right. Brenda got the baby type shit. He showed multitude and, of dimensions. Yeah, he then, wasn't just a monolith. You know, somebody yeah. who was two dimensional. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it, it's, it's amazing that you made the comparison between him and Pac. Because I remember when Ja Rule came into the game, a big part of, well, one of the things that was brought up a lot about X and Ja Rule was the fact that Tupac was such a huge influence on both of them. Mm -hmm. And I remember one time Ja Rule said something at a radio station that was supposed to be a shot at X, but he ended up with saying like... You guys want Pac to come back, yeah. but he he's right here in the flesh. Yeah, you you remember? That was, uh, <laughs> yeah, that was all. That, that was that was when Fifty was on his head, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. uh, uh, X said something like, "Don't compare me with that dude" or mm-hmm. some shit, you know? Because it was it was a lot of when they were supposed to do that super group. Yeah, Murder Inc. Hove, right? Uh, Murder Inc. Yeah, and X, you know, like some. Some shit went down, like some shit that they'll probably uh-huh. never really talk about, you know. 
But whatever happened to not forming that super group, you know, like they didn't. Maybe it was just the activities Jonathan was in. They were right. like, nah, you know, we don't really want to fuck with that. So, <laughs> Do you remember I, the backstage DVD? Yeah, yeah, man. Bro. That was crazy. Backstage was fucking amazing, man. I'm about to buy that bitch before it uh, goes up. Last time I checked, it was on uh, Amazon for like uh, five bucks, five or ten bucks, but I had to get. Um, I had to get uh, Belly. I bought Belly. Oh, man. That's Belly's incredible. The intro, man. However do you want yeah. it. Oh, man. That's my shit. Next level. Uh, backstage, man. I had to put myself through some hell to find that fucking movie, man. Yeah. Here in the Tri-Cities, the, the, cult, the lack of culture here has been spooky for years. Yeah. So you have to go through hoops and bounds just to find... I think I got it from Sunburst videos. Yeah. If see. we're talking like 20 years ago, like type that's, shit, you that's know? That's the benefits of having uh, <laughs> a stepdad from the East Coast. That motherfucker oh. had it in his CD case, you Boom. know? Like, like, that motherfucker already had the bootleg of it, you know? Like, motherfuckers still have VHSs. Like, this motherfucker had a bootleg of the shit, you know? Like, Fuck, man. That shit was wild, you know? Shout out. Yeah, shout out to him. Yeah. Hey, uh, let's talk about X's movies, man. Because that we can't just skim over that. His movies yeah. were as impactful as his music was mm-hmm. because of how good of an actor he was. Yeah. I think he was a better actor than Tupac was. I think he was the best rap actor. Yeah. Because, because he would... Oh, sorry to cut you off, bro, but no, I just no, wanted to say he would just get possessed into his roles. Yeah. Do you remember Never Die Alone? Yeah, that's my shit right there. Man, I have a King homie. David, that's my <laughs> shit, man. I had a homie who showed me that movie, and he's bugging, man. His favorite scene was when he, he fucked that one girl. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That, scene, that whole scene just resonated to him because he's twisted. But that movie was fucking incredible. The whole concept, man. The whole recordings and everything. Like I'm surprised my wife didn't leave me because, shit, when I first met her, I would just come up there, hook my computer up, roll a blunt. <laughs> I always had a couple of bottles. I'm like, can we watch this? It was either Belly or Never Die Alone. Mm. That's all I wanted to watch. Mm. <laughs> you know? And Killer Season. I would watch Killer Season too, but I had to be... I had to be in a different time kind of move, you know? <laughs> was it paid in full or killer season? Killer season. Ah, yeah. okay. I got to be in a different kind of mood for killer season because that shit makes me want to just be like, you know what, fuck this shit, man. When Let's it, go get this money, son. <laughs> you remember the scene in killer season when, when he spits on <laughs> that little girl's face? Yeah, spit? man. I'm like, Cameron is raw, man. He's 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 on the level. He was on his Tony Montana right there. No women, no kids. It, it was like, you... Bastard, how you gonna run off and leave this girl? I'll spit in her face though. <laughs> Man, that's some real life shit. Like, Cam can't be on some real life shit. Like, you know what's crazy is that when we lose Cam, it's gonna be the same sort of feeling. Man. You know, like, not, I'm not putting that out in yeah. there, you know what I'm saying? But like, if that was to happen because of the impact that he had. Yeah. Like, like Drake He's on his like second wind right now. I he mean, is. He lost that weight and he came back yeah, like a motherfucker. Him and him and Sugar Dugger, they doing their thing right now. He uh. All you gotta do is drop another mixtape and that shit be popping. Cause right now you got the weed going, they got that pink mink, oh. and then they got that pink horsepower, that all natural, uh, it's like an all natural sex juice. Oh shit. Be, Entrepreneurial. Yeah, I'm, I'm thinking about getting a pack of that. <laughs> shit. Um, see, if you see me out here on OnlyFans, because I got that pink horsepower. <laughs> <laughs> hey, real talk though, that's the bag. Uh, while we're on the topic of Dipset and Cameron, I feel like there's a re- resurgence of interest for for that whole era. 
the whole Dipset Rockefeller era. Mm -hmm. Because my YouTube's been telling me that. My algorithm sets me up, right? I saw this thing about PD Crack. And PD Crack was talking about how Jay-Z heard the, the remix to one for PD Crack. Yeah. And he heard the Cameron and Joel Santana was on there. He said, delete that shit. Yeah. He said, delete that. And yeah. then they deleted it, right? Yeah. So we thought the song was gone forever, right? And then he, uh, uh, he's driving or whatever he calls him. Cameron's like, you'll never believe what happened, man. Hope deleted that shit. And Cameron's like, and whatever. Where you at? I'll pull up on you right now. He gave him a fucking copy of it on the CD. <laughs> so he had the CD, right? Yeah. And then they went to LA and they were playing it in the hotel. And Beanie Siegels was lit, was there with the with some state property members. They yeah. were listening to the record. And then when he heard Cameron's verse, he got up, pushed the CD out, snapped the fucking CD. Damn. And you think That's that that wow. You would think that that song never came to light. They re-recorded it for a mixtape a couple of years later. Damn. For the paid full. That's full. funny. That's funny because uh, Cam was just talking about that on Drinking Champs. <laughs> he was just talking about that. They said that uh, Hope had uh, did a later verse to his old boy when that shit that shit was already popping yeah. off. It was already popping. It was already going. The video was out, and they uh they said Hope went in there and laced it, and he said he went in there and heard it. He was like, delete it. <laughs> Man, they didn't like each other. Yeah. You know what? Uh, what I heard it all started from Cameron parking in Jay Z's parking spot. Can you believe that shit? Dang. They trying to be King Petties. I can't believe what? it. That's the energy that they were on. You know what I'm saying? I think I don't care when nobody says ho is nice with it. I think Cam would get him though. Th Didn't I they go back and forth? I thought they did. I I, don't, I never. Oh, I Joe the know. Camel. He did the Joe the Camel line. Remember? Yeah. That was uh. I think he had a Uncasa on the hook or something. But he had one of it. What? Yeah. There was a diss about like Jay did something to piss him off, and he did a diss track. But I don't think Jay got him back. Yeah, but he, Jay did say Cam made millions, Beans made millions, yeah, yeah or Beanie would have made millions if he wasn't in his feelings. Yeah, that's fucked up to say to Beanie. <coughs> Beanie yeah. was one of the most loyal, yeah, writers for Jay Z. Mm -hmm. But he does that to everybody, man. Kanye yeah. even did that to Kanye. Yeah, he hops off the boat so he can walk on water on everybody's ass. Mm. Yeah, he's still yeah. my favorite rapper, but man, yeah. I, on a personality level, I don't respect that yeah. at all. Yeah, he's uh, he's different. <laughs> Even if he heard this, he would respect that I'm saying that. You know what I'm saying? Because yeah. like, I think that some of these guys they get a god complex, and then when you say some shit that really hurts them, it yeah. shows that they're mortal. Mm -hmm. You feel me? Like when Drake is out here putting his feelings out here, he, he tries to act like he like his feelings ain't really out there like that, but they are. You can yeah. troll and joke all you want, but we know who you were when you came through the door. And like Jay said, everything else is just the top layer. Yeah. You are who you are, player. Uh -huh. You know what I'm saying? Walk in like a ball player. That's one of my favorite Jay fucking verses of all time. PSA. But uh, we started with X and then we ended up <coughs> just deep in New York. But uh, but I think that there's something special about X leaving after the hardest part of the pandemic. Because 2020 yeah. was the hardest part of the pandemic. But you got to ask yourself, this pandemic has an effect on people. Yeah. Did, it, did it even have an effect on our greats? You know our legends, because yeah. I, 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 two years ago he overdosed, but he was able to make it back because somebody was obviously around him. Yeah. But this time he wasn't so lucky. Yeah. 
It's like he played that card one too many times with God. And God said, you know, yeah. 50 years is it. You know, that's yeah. half a hundred. Yeah. And uh, it's just wild because it's like, I don't know. I guess, I guess it's like, I don't know. I don't, I don't, I, it's just, it's just different. I don't really know how to explain it, but it's kind of fucked up. You know, you would think that when if, if you're at that level, you know, and you you feel the need to do that, you would uh, do it in a uh, what what's the uh, a, a portion a size control, I guess. Oh, like a control. portion control. Yeah, 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 you know, like like if you know you gotta if that's your fix, you know, like. You know, do it to be, be able you can work, you know. If, if you're trying to play, you know, be able to work and play. You know, that's just how I feel, you know, be, be a functioning addict. Not saying he wasn't because it, he's been like this since he was 14, you yeah. know, since since the guy uh, laced his shit. So it's not like he hasn't been functioning, but I'm just saying like for, for other people, you know, right, for, right, for right. others, you know. Well, his song Slipping. You know, I think that he, I think it says a lot about what his life was like. Yeah. Because he always was climbing and then he'd slip. Yeah. You know? So maybe the drug thing was the same way. Yeah. Where you're having such a good time that you don't want the good times to end. Yeah. So you end up slipping into, you know, the dark reality of what you're doing. And unfortunately, he knew very well what he was doing, man. He was yeah. so conscious of everything. Yeah. I, I think that he just partied a little too hard and he wasn't able to catch yeah. himself. Isn't that crazy how a lot of drugs is like that? Yeah, I, it was just. It, it life is in your hands. Weird, but that that was his way to talk to God. Mm-hmm. You know, like when he was getting high, you know, that that was his way to talk to God. You know, I, I don't. I don't mm. That's like just, he was connected. That's just facts. He had a spiritual you know? connection. Yeah, you know, because for that long at that age, you know, you develop a certain. You know, uh, a chemical imbalance or some shit, and then you're like, you're you're seeing different things, and you're able to not not achieve, but you're able to activate different different things when you're like doing something for so long. You know, like there's yeah. motherfuckers like that became millionaires just because they they're taking ecstasy every day and they're staying up a couple of more hours, but then that brain activity, right? You know, like it takes a toll. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. But, you know, I think some people can be conscious of their drug use and they can work out algorithms, so to speak. To Bobby Brown. You know? Well, there's got to be something with you Bobby, You know, this man. motherfucker's dancing on stage and he dropped his sack. Man. Did a spin move, picked it up, and kept going, you know? Do you remember <laughs> when he kicked uh, Janet Jackson out of the hotel room? Oh, yeah. That's fucked up. You see, like, he's just... I mean, that was bad, but he's just iconic. Yeah. Poor Janet, man. Janet's been getting the, the, the stick the for a long... Lady. Justin Timberlake did her like that. Nah, man, but it's just crazy to think about, like, because the way I look at it is, like, you're in control of your destiny when you're doing drugs. Yeah. Because you can choose to turn the heat all the way up and stay there. Yeah. And the damage that happens could be permanent. Mm Mm-hmm. But the the key is to realize that there's different temperatures. Because then you can keep it lukewarm Mm -hmm. and just enjoy it for what it is and then go back to reality. Yeah. But when when you just think... You know, extreme, extreme, extreme. You know, 10, 10, 10, max, 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 red. When you think yeah. like that, and you you kind of feel like he he was like that because of his childhood. You know, like the things yeah. that he 
escape and shit. And some of us don't get therapy for that. Some of us Mm -hmm. think that therapy is, like, bad. Yeah, black people don't do that. Black people don't do therapy. They don't do doctors. I don't, I'm not, I'm not just going to say black people. I'm not, I'm not sure. Mexicans don't do it either. Yeah, I know, but Mexicans got a lot of home remedies, though. You know, because you guys still know your, uh, your roots, you know? Yeah, okay. if, if if Africa was just at the bottom of California, uh, <laughs> you know, uh-huh. we'd be able to go there and pick up some knowledge from motherfuckers that's right there. You know, right, like you right, might right. bump into somebody you never met before in Mexico. They put you under some game like, oh, no, nah, you shouldn't even be using that. Use this. So then you go back to America with game, you know. Right. And you're right because Western medicine is, is, is a lot of hype. Yeah. You know, you pay a lot of money for a little bit of results. And the idea is to keep you sick so that you remain a customer. Yeah. You know? But but around the world, it's the opposite. Because they still have the, the, the other notion where you, you're supposed to heal people who are sick. Mm-hmm. You're not supposed to keep them sick. Yeah. If anything, prolong their life. Make them live longer. Yeah. It's basically America's became the motherfucking uh, entertainment of the world. It's a stage, huh? Yeah, we're just entertainment for everybody else. And it's because it's we're the free ones, so it's quote unquote yeah. free. Yeah. But if you think about it, the way that the world watches us, it's like we're the stage. Yeah, I mean, you got motherfuckers in Saudi Arabia and they're motherfucking, uh, hey, uh, they're scraper, they're, they're junk cars and motherfucking Rolls Royce. Yep, you yep. know. Mercedes Benz taxis and shit. Motherfucking taxis. <laughs> you know? These motherfuckers is like, you know, living different over there. We think we, uh, we think we're not a third world country. You know? Yeah. <laughs> but there's pockets that are very third world. Yeah. You know, like, like look at how they did Flint. You know? They still need to change out the pipes and shit yeah. out there. It's crazy how our celebrities are dropping water by the millions over there. And doing a lot of things, or they were at one point. I, I can't say that they still are because I haven't done my research that far. But at one point, there was a lot of attention going over there that was commutative from our millionaires, you know, <coughs> like the ones that we built and put into position. You know, yeah. like uh, who was it? Like Jalen, or what's it, what's Will Smith's uh, son's name? Uh, 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 Jaden, not yeah. Jaden, but uh, Jaden, right? Jaden, yeah, yeah, him. He dropped a bunch. He, I think he created a, or he took a water machine down there. Yeah. That they, they can do something. You know, like I need to do my more research, but like he was doing something, and I yeah. think the game sent like hella pallets of water bottles over there. Yeah, they have been. So like that's sad when we have to do something because the government, who is supposed to prevent these things, because they take our tax money. Yeah. Um, they neglect. Their jobs, their duties. Their, I mean, if the regulations are off, then you got to fix that. Mm-hmm. If the reason for the infrastructure not being what it needs to is because of regulations, well, we got to fix that. Yeah. They're not putting the money in the right places when you got people taking from the top and the bottom, and then the middle's kind of just, you know, withering away. Yeah. See, I think that we forget that we elect people into office who just want to be in office. They just want the title. They just want the salary. And they'll attend the meetings just like you attend the classroom fucking gatherings. You know what I'm saying? It's the same shit. People are the same people no matter what they go through. There's not super breeded people who just decide to go into politics. And that's something we forget. Because that's something we need to evaluate. Yeah. We put people on pedestals and then we accept the, the shit that they... Yeah. Yeah. It's just, it's just like the church. 
You right. know? Right. You put the pastor on the pedestal. And Can't do anything wrong. He ends up sleeping with the uh, secretary. And now you mad at him. But yeah. he's just human. You're not supposed to be uh, following him. You're supposed to be following the word. If that's what you're there for. But they follow it mad. Man, if only we knew, I bet there's individual churches out there that are going through some of the worst controversies that they have to keep in house. Because if it was to get out, it would delegitimize their religion. Uh huh. And you know how religious people are. They yeah. judge you over every fucking thing. Yeah, they don't want to be judged. So this is going on in the world. There are still people who think that they have to keep secrets because of what the world will think of the group. And this isn't just politics, it isn't just church. Look at the Hollywood, like, Me Too movement. For a long time, people were taking money and doing things with directors. Or they were taking movie roles and doing things with directors. You know what I'm saying? And this was the way of the world. Because people with power, they have privacy. And when they have privacy, they have a little miniature miniature kingdom. Because they have people that work for them, people that will keep secrets for them. So isn't a surprise? Your own world, your own reality, your own laws basically become lawless. Above the law or some shit. And you wear the power like it's a fucking chain. Hey, I grabbed this beat. Yeah? I love this beat right here, man. This this definitely some red tape three shit right here. I gotta uh I'm searching for a female for it. I gotta I got the hook, I need the female on it. Sure, we can Shoes. we can find somebody for sure. That shit, I might. I need I need a couple of more around this. I need some more Amar. If you listening, now oh, yeah. if you listening, yeah, they, they be tuning I, in. I need some more of these right here. Ooh, I need these. These Ooh. right in my alley. This one's crazy. Yeah, you, I gotta turn this up. Hey, that's my elevation point right here. So you just told the the world that Red Tape Three is coming. Yeah, this this is uh, this. I picked this out. I hit him up. I want this for the Red Tape Three. This is gonna so, be crazy. Yeah, because nobody's heard of Red Tape Three coming yet until now. Yeah. So that's an exclusive. Yeah. That's like what Fat Joe would call a Jopra moment. <laughs> yeah. Shout out to Fat Joe. Um, but that's what we're moving with. It. I want everything. That, every time we come together to be a moment. Yeah. Something's gonna happen. You know, because we're working on, like, the only time ever that we've been this close to having breakthroughs on many levels. Because we're too strong in the whole state. There's so many yeah. people out here that are doing things. Yeah. And not only that, we're leading the culture. Yeah. Because we're taking the world past designer, past the status level that they've created, and we're bringing it back to the people. Yeah. Because that's what they did in the 80s. It was made by the people. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So we're bringing it back. Like when the message came out and shit like that, that was raw. Mm-hmm. Broken glass everywhere. <laughs> People pissing, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like they just don't, that shit was hard. My dad used to slap that. He said that, if you ask him, he said that was the hardest song for like three or four, five years, you know? Yeah. And I'm just like, man, my dad. I'm good on that. It's like, damn, my dad's a J, but a G, because like back then there was a language barrier for a lot, a lot of yeah, Mexicans, but my, my dad knew one thing. He knew the rhythm. He knew yeah. the beat, so he was into breakdancing. Yeah. You feel me? And then from breakdancing, he got into DJing. Yeah. And he even told me a story. This is crazy. I've never told anybody the story, but he, he used to DJ in like Walla Walla all over the place. He ran into uh, uh, Sir Mix-a-Lot. Yeah. Sir Mix-a-Lot was uh, going around with a guy named Casper, and he okay. knew both these guys. Yeah. 
and for a while they they knew each other and and they communicated when they saw each other. But I was thinking to myself like when I was growing up, I never knew any of that. Yeah. I would watch the fucking uh, baby got back video. I I, I watch yeah. it. It would come on MTV all the fucking time. My dad walked past, never said a fucking thing. Yeah. But then he's telling me now because he's being more open about his life. Yeah. And he wasn't when we were growing up because. I guess, you, you know, someone's growing up, you don't got time to give them a bunch of fucking stories and shit. But we just didn't talk like that. So now, when I'm older, I'm getting all these stories and this shit's mad crazy because, like, he's keeping it a buck with me. And I'm thinking, like, there's gotta be a reason why I am the way I am. Like, I'm just this fucking musical yeah. juggernaut. And it's because my parents fucked the music the long way. Yeah. You feel me? My mom was into rock, Michael Jackson, yeah. Prince, all the shit. crazy shit. My mom likes ZZ Top. Boom. <laughs> bang, bang. No. And these were the masters of music because yeah. they brought so many like different elements and layers. And these were big symphonies in comparison to what we do now. Yeah, yeah. I'm about to uh, conjure up a plan. Whenever At Firehouse Subs, a portion back, of whenever shows open back, it's time to go all the way in. Boom. Some some somewhere. I don't care if it's some motherfucking Congos playing, but <laughs> I need some motherfucking live instruments. We gotta- Dude, that's like Rick Ross. Rick Ross was touring with the live band. Yeah. And I was like, how genius. His, because his beats sound like that. They sound yeah. instrumentatious, you know? They are. And that's why a lot of people call, consider him a better rapper, a higher caliber rapper than maybe he truly is. Yeah. Because when he has the right production behind him, yeah. he knows what to do. Yeah. He, he- paints... Mad pictures. Hey, he jumped on one of those fifteen hundred beats. It's uh, been a wrap. Them motherfuckers right there. Yeah, they're a whole live instrument group. The fifteen hundred. Yeah, I need to peep them out. Yeah. Um, when you know that they gave him the, the guest verse of the two thousand and tens, he had the guest best guest verse, and it was on Devil in a Dress. Damn. On Kanye's uh, fucking <laughs> classic. I don't even like saying it anymore. Beautiful, yeah. beautiful, dark, twisted fantasy. Yeah, yeah. Because I, I used to get it fucked up, but mm-hmm. but uh, that album was fucking perfection, dog. Yeah. As far as anything that Kanye's done ever, he got it right there. That's his Elmatic. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Because the bars, the bars were all on fucking point. The songs. Yeah. I'm gonna tell you what. This might be blasphemous to a hip hop fan, <laughs> but some of those songs were bigger songs than. Some of the songs on Illmatic, like impact wise, and, yeah, and, and, like power. I'm gonna have to go back and slap that shit. Like power, you can yeah. put power up against just about every song except it ain't hard to tell in New York State of Mind, maybe. True, but every other song could get the yeah. work from power. Yeah, because that song when you listen yeah. to that shit, you're like it's just exactly like, what it is. It's power. I'm about to play that on the way home because I got them twelves in there. <laughs> hey, you know what I, I know noticed? This bitch is about to go stupid. Hollywood doesn't embrace any rap albums like the Beautiful Twisted and the fucking Watch the Throne albums. They support those. Hollywood supports it the hardest because I remember seeing a movie with Matt Damon and fucking Ben Affleck and then it was power, you know, playing in the background. And I was like, whoa, Kanye yeah. has surpassed all mm-hmm. genres because yeah. he can get played in a Scorsese movie because he's so artistic that his music breaks all boundaries. Yeah. That's like Michael Jackson. That's like Prince. That's like all yeah. like, that's when you've made it. On my mm-hmm. le- like, as far as creative goals go, that's when you made it. Yeah. Because you broke that ceiling that you were always going to be encapsulated with. For real. But though. you figured it out. He and, did though, and that's why. Uh, uh, what he, what they say? Uh, a 
smart motherfucker sounds stupid to a dumb motherfucker. That's right. <laughs> That's what I think about when I think about yeah. Kanye. You're right. You know, we looking at him like this motherfucker is sounding stupid, but really he is just like, you know, motherfucking young Dr. Cornell West, yeah. you know? Yeah. I, <laughs> I mean, seen Cornell West at a WSU fucking shit. Well, I don't even know how the fuck I was there. Yeah. <laughs> I was fucking there. <laughs> Dr. Cornell West was there. I'm like, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> Damn, that's wild. Was Umar there? Who? Umar Johnson? No, no. This was fucking... I was still in high school. I was still in high school. And that motherfucker was there. That's fucking crazy. Cause and, he, uh, he gets paid a lot to be at places. Yeah. I, I, I'm not even gonna lie. Umar could have been there. And I, he, I probably didn't even know who he was at the time. You Dude, know? He's gonna... The, that's the new generation of, of leaders. Civil leaders. Yeah. Like, the bravery and the, 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 the lack of self-interest... Because he's so into his people and yeah. like his cause. That right there is the next huge civil yeah. leader type. And even though they be dragging him, talking bad about him and memeing him, that he's pushing. He's pushing. He ain't letting it go. You know what? Because I listen to what he says and he says a lot of right things. Yeah. So I think that all in all, people need to get off of their ego and they need to open their ears. Because it's a lot of people who have problems with it, what he has to say can't relate to struggle can't relate to having to you know a mom who has to support with more jobs than one and maybe the dad's not there maybe he is and he's not supporting you know what i'm saying like a whole bunch of fucking things i know that in my community in our community we see a lot of that you know and 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 what i what i think is amazing is that the new civil leaders are going to be more traditional they have more like family-based like kind of views that they have because everybody wants to be you know with family we essentially know that family is the reason why we're here that's what we know to our core but i think some people can get too caught up in the the vanity and and the ego and they can they can fuck around and get lost in some fake persona that they create for themselves like i see girls talking differently with different groups they're in front of not not to attack girls because guys do it too yeah but what i noticed specifically is how good the girls could be at it because guys are just kind of like you know whatever yeah right but girls are real specific with the shit i mean i remember seeing aunties and shit and you know shout out to my aunties but <laughs> you know maybe switching up the, uh, so you can see it when you're growing mm-hmm. up right um but i get on a tangent just to kind of show you the multitude of, of of who we are as people and the new civil rights leaders are gonna understand the fact that we have to be represented on many levels not just who we are in like the political spectrum yeah, I think that it's gonna be gangster because we haven't even seen like these young kids like get out of high school and, and and be the leaders they're gonna be. Yeah, this new generation once they uh once all these old motherfuckers start falling out of office because of old age, you know, like uh I don't, I don't know much about AOC, mm-hmm. but I I know she got this uh, my old coworker he's a, a Trump supporter. He's hot every day. He be mad. He be saying she need to go back to serving drinks at the bar. I'm like, man, leave that girl alone. <laughs> like, why are you mad? I said, I, I always tell him. I said, we're in the position we are right now because when you was 18, you didn't vote correctly. <laughs> and that's what I tell him. I said, every everything you mad about now, you matter about Obama. Well, when you was 20, you didn't vote the right way. So it led us here. You know. You mad because of this? I tell him, well, when you was 25, you didn't vote, right? So, you know, I always tell him, it's not my fault. It's not her fault. You know, like, motherfuckers voted for other shit when this shit was 
Yeah. It, it's, we're trying to break the shit, you know? And yeah. And we're trying to rearrange the game. You're right too. Like whatever is what you're what the results of like a new election is an answer to what just happened previously. Like everything is a tit for tat sort of thing. You know, you have a bad Republican administration, then it's going to lead way to a bad de- Democrat. Yeah. It's almost like revenge. Yeah. You know, cuz it it doesn't really seem to be a positive. But but what I notice is that that with this president, he's actually trying to make some plans for the future. And it seems doable as far as all that goes. But I think that what we need to do is stop identifying with blue and red, Democrat, Republican, and everybody just we need to reform the way the political structure is because it doesn't make sense. What makes sense to me is like when you're in school and your parents get to vote and and determine what's going to happen with certain things in the curriculum. Like that makes sense to me because there's a thin layer between the kids and the parents. And it's all about how the kids are treated while they're in school. You know, so when you look at the politics behind that, we got to figure it out on that level. You don't really hear about controversies on that level. Right. Uh, But in the regular political spectrum, we're so detached from the truth and the real power of the control, like the real mechanisms that it's really hard for us to determine whether we're being led in in a bullshit kind of way, either left or right. We don't know. Because it's it's perfection the way that they de- deceive the, the the real issues, because politics in general this is just my opinion politics in general will always be like putting you against your own interests yeah. for the gain of the whole people. Well, yeah, they mastered that shit before they had uh, uh, smartphones and mm-hmm. shit, you know. So now it's just like I look at it like this: uh, when I was in driver ed class. They, sh- they play this video mm-hmm. and they tell us to like, it's, it's trying to show you how easily you can get distracted. Okay. And um, it's like, it's, it's telling you to count how many people you see come mm-hmm. in and out the motherfucking like, I don't know, it's something weird, you know, but what happens is it's like, you're so busy counting the people that you don't notice that there's a person in a clown suit walking through the video. Oh shit! Yeah, like some <laughs> weird shit like that. It was like this is how easy, how easily you can get distracted on the road. You yeah, know, true, true. I'm not gonna lie, that shit creeped me out. I, I had to walk <laughs> home after that. I was like, I'm kind of creeped out. <laughs> Facts, you know, dude. but it was just, it was just weird, you know, and. You know, it could have just been real good video editing, you right, know, right, like totally. the moon landing. <laughs> totally, totally. But uh, I don't know. I just always, always know that people can be easily distracted. So it's like. That's like how magic works. Yeah. You know, because you're distracted from what's really going on. Yeah. And that's why they're able to do these magic tricks in front of you. Yeah. Like, look at these guys who levitate in public. Right. You got Chris Angel, David Blaine. There's obviously not, yeah. right? <laughs> but they're able to trick everybody there. And what it is is, is they figured out the psychology and how like angles work, and yeah. that they can deceive people in front of them and on TV at the same time. Yeah, isn't that crazy? Yeah, it's fucking nuts. <laughs> but that's the whole like those guys are super geniuses. If you listen to like the stories like Houdini and you know like I heard a story about Houdini one time where somebody his only rival at a certain point uh, wanted to take him on literally thought like oh i can prove that this guy's just a fucking joke or whatever so he studied the handcuffs that the houdini uses and he figured out that there was going to be some sort of code that he could figure out and he yeah. found out what the code was so he worked on 
practicing the simulation, so to speak, before mm-hmm. the actual competition, because it took forever for the competition to happen. Yeah. But when it, they finally went against each other, they got in a, they got in a fucking tussle to see who could get in handcuffs or out of handcuffs, and he ended up in handcuffs. And he thought that he could get out, or oh no no, it was going to be a competition where they both get out of the handcuffs, who can get out fastest, yeah. right? But in the process of that actually happening they get into it and then they start fighting or whatever he ends up with handcuffs on him right that he thinks that he can get out with the code well they go against each other and houdini gets out of the handcuffs faster and the guy's stuck in the handcuffs the whole fucking time and he can't get out so like the people are leaving he's still in the fucking handcuffs and he thought he knew the fucking code right well i guess when they were fighting and scuffling houdini changed the code on the fucking handcuffs and you know what he changed it to fraud on the handcuffs this is a houdini like this yeah. is a real guy who really did this thing like the brain power and you in the ability to do your magic to the point of where you're fighting with somebody and making them think that you're actually fighting with them yeah when you're really just doing what you have to do and he doesn't know yeah that's how like the rap game is mm-hmm. because you will be out there competing without even trying to compete and somebody will try to take your fucking head off. Yeah. And what you have to do is literally act like they're nobody so you don't give them any attention. But you still maintain your grace and get more attention yourself. Mm-hmm. Right? That's the whole Houdini like, voila, look at I was always great and this person was always nothing. Yeah. It's it's like this fucking <laughs> matador with the bull type yeah. shit. And it's some well, fucking cryptic shit. And I love it, man. Because that's the level of mastery that you have to reach in order for you to really walk through the world like you need to. Mm-hmm. Like, that's what Jay did. That's what Drake did. That's what Kendrick did. Kendrick did it in rapid speed. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, every album is a classic album. Yeah. Who's done that besides DMX and, and a few other greats, you know? Yeah. Like, every album's classic. Uh, that's why everybody's mad, because they want another Kendrick album. Yeah. But you can't rush a painting. No. Like, it's done when it's done. It's, it's probably been done. They just, you know... Kendrick's probably the type to have it already plotted out, and they probably just like, I don't even like that beat, make a new beat for it, you know? It's like renovating. Just crafting over it, you know, recorded it to a whole bunch of different beats and crafting, you know? That's just, you know, you know, when you got time like that, you can do shit like that, you know? Money, producers, everything. Yeah, Dre. Yeah, for sure. What if he came out with a Dre, all produced Dre album? Yeah. That would be crazy. That might be like the chronic. Yeah, I mean, especially if Dre had that aneurysm, you know, he might be like, yo, <laughs> he might bring the heat. Yeah, it's, it's time to really do this. We gotta drop this last uh, last installment. We gotta drop this detox. Watch it be like the last Interscope album. Yeah. That'd be crazy. And what what if that like he wrote help him write detox so that he could produce the whole album? Yeah, that would be a yeah. good exchange. That'd be two classics for the price of one. For real, though. Because uh, I'll be at work slapping the pimp a butterfly. Damn. That shit goes hard. Man, that shit was a fucking Mona Lisa. Mm-hmm. That was a classic album. like. But but the Good Kid, Mad City was like an Illmatic. Yeah. It was a rap classic. Yeah. And the Section 80 was a mixtape classic. Mm-hmm. Because that shit was fucking bodies, man. Every track was a body. Yeah. Every one. And then you listen to Overly Dedicated, and that was insane. Which one has that uh, that Cloud Nine freestyle? Cloud Nine, which one? Let me look that up. 
All my life, I want money and power. Respect my mind, or die from where shot. Respect my mind, or die. This is the backseat freestyle? Yeah, the backseat yeah. freestyle, yeah. Cloud Nine was. Yeah, that's that shit, though. What was Cloud Nine on? Let's see. That shit. Anytime I, I think hear... it was overly dedicated, yeah. Okay, yeah. Anytime I hear that shit, it makes me want to uh, start rapping better. Not rapping better, but it makes me it makes me feel like I'm out of my writer's block. You know, it helps you break through the yeah. crea- creativity block. Yeah, because I just listen to him. I'm like, man, that shit is hard. I'm like, I don't know what to do. I know how I want to do my song now. Right, right, you know, right. Because sometimes I get um, I get stuck in the box. You know, the one that I we kind of create for ourselves. Yeah, kinda. I call it the Beetle Box. Okay, you know, because they the they the ones that kind of created the 16 bars mm-hmm. and then the hook, 16 bars. The Beatles the did? Yeah. Oh, shit. I'm pretty sure they, uh, is it the Beatles? I'm pretty sure they, they, they. They helped structure. They, they, yeah, they, they popularized their it. shit yeah. like that. And they had so many hits. Everybody was all like, we're going to structure the, our shit like that. It That's makes how sense. they're doing it. You it know? makes sense. Hell yeah. Boom. Verse, hook, verse, hook. You know? Mm-hmm. So then I just. I, I, I try to I try to break out of that box. So sometimes mm-hmm. I won't. Sometimes it's just I just do sixteen bars. Sometimes I just do a, a verse all the way through. Sometimes it's verse one hook. You know, mm-hmm. like I try to I try to break out, and then uh, and then I see Jay Z drop like a, a thirty second song. <laughs> you know, like you asshole. Like that's 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 what I was trying to get to. Yeah. You know, I forget which album it was. I think it was like the Blueprint 3 or 4. But he had two songs on it that was both like, one was like 20 or 30 seconds. The other one was like Magna Carta? Was it Magna Carta? Cause I Probably. Feel like, I feel I like that was, was the that album one. where he was he was styling like... Yeah. He was on his Kanye shit on the fucking Magna Carta, man. But before that, 2 Chains kind of shook it up because he started coming out and he was only doing... Uh, uh, two verses in a hook. Yeah, you know? yep. that's how uh, getting it was right around. I'm getting that and that's like the only... mixtape format. Yeah. That's crazy how he yeah. uses mixtape format because yeah. he was blowing up off the tapes. Yeah. The tapes brought him back when he was yeah. Titty Boy. He was you know trying to do the player circle thing. Yeah, but when he came back solo and he changed his name to Two Chains, he came through the mixtape circuit mm-hmm. and he was blowing up off of the same like engine that propelled like Trap or Die and fucking. Uh, yeah. uh, Ti's shit, you know what yeah. I'm saying? So, so the structure was already built, and he yeah. capitalized off of it. And the crazy thing about it is that the two chains is very capable of going back to that, but he he he's content with making like his experimental kind of yeah. shit that he's doing right now, where he does like one or two bangers, and then the rest are just like experimental yeah. joints that I, I don't really rock with him anymore. But he used mm-hmm. to be he used to make just con- content you know like yeah. through and through i remember his mixtapes though that was a different kind of animal yeah the way he used to rap his punchlines mm-hmm. he would make you look at things in a kind of comedic way yeah or a cartoonish way yeah yeah he you was very animated like luda yeah. he learned a lot from luda he did yeah it's fucking crazy it's funny when i, I got uh when i'm at work i got uh Back for the first time in uh, Southern Hospitality and Chicken and Beer. Boom. All on my playlist. And I hear Titty Boy on those uh, 
on those skits and shit. I be laughing. <laughs> like, like, they're like, man, Shorty used to come through. He won forties of purple. Now he wants quarters of purple. Zips of purple. <laughs> that shit just be funny. Like, look at him now. Like, from, yeah. like he not saying he ever played a small part. He paid his dues. You know, but, you know, he was always down for the cause, you know? Oh, yeah. Well, he he knew how to play his position, but also he added so much more. Yeah. It showed the potential of what could be, you know, mm-hmm. as far as when he broke through. Because Player Circle kind of dimmed his light a little bit. His yeah. personal individual light. Because when he came out solo, like, that bitch shined, you know what I'm saying? And I even think now that he's capable of, like, bringing some of that old shit back. But when he did I'm Different, his shit changed forever, I feel like. Because yeah. he, he got a taste of fame. For yeah. real, for real, on his own, like his first time ever being famous, mm-hmm. and, and, and he went for it. So every record's got got this like over exaggerated, like luxury kind of like shine to it. Yeah, and it's too shiny. It's yeah. too it's too polished. It's it's uh, he's basically it's just like Hollywood checks now. Yeah, you know he's thinking movie checks, like you know, yeah. Cameron said it in one song, you know, moving and music money real, real good, you know, but I'm a risk taker, you know, so it's like, you got, you got to make some other moves, That's you know, true. like, you that gotta, shit, it's nice, but, you know, you it, it's nice to uh, have, like, a, a, a tour sell out, but mm-hmm. you can probably make that same tour money by leasing That's what he's song thinking. to the uh, NFL for whatever, you know, commercial they want it for. Less is more kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm just crazy. You know why I'm I'm passionate about this specifically is because I feel like he could still be feared as a as a rapper. Oh yeah. Uh, like on the level like that Gucci Mane is and mm-hmm. and Jeezy some somewhat still to Ti somewhat still, but yeah. they're kind of growing into their adult mode, and it's kind of taking off of some of the impact of the music because they're just not feeling it themselves. I feel like yeah. those two specifically. Gucci's uh, on his. Boy got a a mixtape. I think it's called. Not coding cowboy, things like coding withdrawals or some shit. That motherfucker spitting. I need to check it out because that's when he—that's when he was my favorite man. Personally, when he came through on that rapper shit. Cause he had punchlines, man. Yeah, his shit was fucking dope. You could tell he listened to Cameron. You could tell he listened to Dipset. Yeah, like the way he. he, Everything is at the peak. This one song. He he tells you, he said, "I done did a song with everybody from Jermaine Dupri down to Papoose." You know, he he got a he got a long catalog. His catalog is deep. You're right. Every song might not be out, you know, but he did a lot of songs. No, for real, man. I didn't, I didn't know he had one with Buster. That motherfucker Buster snapped on that shit. <laughs> oh, dude, I feel like Buster wants to take the the like he's got to take the the best verse in every song he's on, because or else he that's what he aims for. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. And he usually does. Mm-hmm. You remember that Chris Brown fucking song? Oh, yeah, that's got to be one of the biggest songs from whatever time period that was. You know? Yeah, that was like I think that was like 2010, 2012. That was yeah, a long I mean, ass time ago. Yeah, he was snapping on that. Fucking. Let me see. I'm gonna play my favorite two Trinity. Him and uh, University. They need to get him and Twisted together for that versus though. That's what they need to do. For real. Get Twisted and uh. And this is going on. Yeah, him do his thing. Cause 
Cause them motherfuckers, they, they both be gassing. A lot of people ask me like, like what happened? Like how you get here? You know what I mean? Like trying to get me like to come up with like a certain story on like what it took for me to get to this perp that I'm at now. You feel me? Shout out to Two Chains. Two Chains. Yeah. This is my shit right here. I used to throw this on at the parties, Two man. Chains. Shout out to White Girls Say I run the streets. Talking bottles. The cheapest thing I got on this my building is my building. Say I run the streets. I tell them no wonder. The cheapest thing I got on this my building is my heart. Say I run the streets. I tell them no wonder. The cheapest thing I got on this my building is my heart. Real recognized, really. You don't look familiar. If my girl worked at a spa, man, she still wouldn't feel you. Cocaine flow, they done dropped me in the I came out hard Sound like a, like a dirty South Jay-Z Yeah one summer I was just trapping hard and all I listened to was uh I think it was like uh I can't think uh, which it, he he comes on and he's like I want my trap back. Yeah. I want my trap back. That that whole mixtape, I was slapping that we was trapping hard to it. And that I, I actually stole that whole format from that song. Yeah. From one of the uh Red Tape One songs. Uh, for uh or is it Red Tape Two? No, Red Tape One. Yeah, Deadass? Yeah, that same flow. I guess you call it the Migo flow or the Drake flow. Oh now right. yeah. I, I structured it after how Two Chains did that shit because I just he was an innovator. That motherfucker, he said, uh, I want my trap back. I want my trap back. And so I came in, I was like, I'm back in the trap. No, what I say? Uh, I'm back in the trap. I stay with the trap, and they don't want that. Yeah, I just, that same little flaw, I just, I like that pattern. And uh, I did that. I, I did it a couple of times when the Migos was doing it. Yeah, yeah. But then when 2 Chains did it, because he, on that same song, he was like, this flow come from Drizzy, he got it from Migos, they got it from 3-6. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. Know? So it was all like, I, he, he, it was the same, but the way he structured it, right. it was just a little different. The delivery, I guess, uh-huh. I'm saying. And you, you, and so, you did the same same pattern? Yeah, kind of, kind of. I was all like, that's how I want to, that's how I want to do it, you know? You know what my favorite shit from 2 Chains was? When he says, uh, I ride around on my side of town. That was always my favorite two chain rhyme. Yeah. <laughs> because the way that he said it, it was something so simple, but it's just, yeah. it just hit, you know? Right around my side of town. Yeah. That's my favorite line that he's ever done. Because I, I use it. I use it too. Mm-hmm. Like when I'm freestyle, it gets me going. Yeah. Like uh, I'll be like, yo, 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 ride around on my side of town. I mean, I'll hold it down, you know? Yeah. Like the way that I go into it, yeah. it's got a natural bop to it. So I always thought that two chains was a lyricist. He was somebody who actually put conscious effort into his lyrics. Yeah. And he never got that credit because of when he was over the top, 
it became what people liked about him. Yeah. And it made him more popular to be over the top. Mm-hmm. It was kind of how like Cameron came out really flamboyant with the pink furs and yeah. shit. Because that's what people liked. Yeah. And how funny is Cameron as a, as a character that he played into that? Yeah. <laughs> that shit's hilarious. He was like, you like that? He's a troll. Yeah. Like, he trolled the game because he's yeah. like, oh, you guys like when I had the pink cell phone? Well, I'm going to do the pink mink now. Yeah. And the pink Range Rover. Yeah, for real. Like, you know what I'm saying? Everything, like... I mean, he had me wearing pink. Do you I was like fuck it? They had the you remember the uh, the white tea and the black tea song. Then they dropped the pink tea song. Yeah, they dropped the pink tea song. I was like, oh, I threw my pink tea away. I was like, that's some bullshit. Then I accidentally. We, uh, we was about to go to Out and About. It was like the little Freestyle Friday uh-huh. Sundays they were doing. Uh-huh. And we threw the clothes in the wash. It was like some jeans and they were kind of like bleach faded. Uh-huh. Threw them in with some red shit. No, or, or pink shirt, I don't know. But it turned like everybody's French paint. I was like, all right, I guess we uh, going matching paint, you know. It was me, Pyro. He about, he's about to get out in like a year and a half. And then the homie Hank. You know, paint the tank. We were like, damn, they were like, damn, don't you just shit pink? <laughs> I was like, fuck it. I was like, Cam, I wear his pink. Like, fuck it. So we rocked it. That's crazy. Cam really changed the game when he came through like that. Uh, you know, the, cra- the, the fact that he never gave a shit about, you know, what people were affected by. Like, people were affected by intimidation when it came to, like, Jay-Z and, like, certain rappers in the game. Yeah. And he, he just always had his own swag. Literally, he would tell you he's got his own shit, you know, his own box. He's not affected by the shit that people are affected by because he doesn't give a fuck the end yeah. of the day that's what makes him legendary to me the fact that he had the audacity to push boundaries and, and make music that people would be like man this motherfucker is weird he's yeah. wild right yeah. like he's different and then it eventually becomes the futuristic game like this is like the way people rap now yeah it's just about uh, not not being comfortable with yourself but like I guess knowing knowing yourself I don't know but I was kind of listening to his. Uh, I haven't listened to his full drink drinking champ shit. But it was just like it was like I'm humble, but it was like why the, why the fuck I need to be humble? Like I come from a harsh neighborhood, you know. Like, right, right, for sure. Yeah, he was like, like, we tell harsh jokes, you know, like you know shit that you like. If you're an outside, you like why he say that? Like that's not cool. And it's like I think that's how some of me and my homies are too. Uh-huh. You know, and it's like it is. It uh, is just funny. And one of my songs. Like I always, I always like not throw a shot at Jay Z, but there's a few songs where I, I, I compare something to towards them. You know, one song I tell them I'm all like I'll battle Jay Z, who's G Jet's uh, flyer or some shit. You okay, know? okay. And uh, there, 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 I can't even think of the other one, but it's like uh, I forgot where I was going with it. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh shit! No, I'm, I'm getting on but, that level uh, too. Shit, damn. What was I saying? Uh, damn, that's fucked up. But either way, like, I, I'm not throwing a shot at him, but you know, fuck, I can't even think what I was saying now. I had a good point too. So, anyways, red tape three. <laughs> we gonna get that shit popping soon. Hey, hey, real talk, man. Uh, another one of the lines that Cameron said that that, that that tripped me out was the Dipset anthem, where he said, uh, uh, 
Make me throw my two hands up Touchdown That whole fucking rhyme scheme yeah. And now they're kissing cousins Like the yeah. whole fucking thing yeah. Was so brutal It yeah. was like Heavy metal for the hood man. Oh Boom like, this, I, I, Not to cut you off Go ahead No go go no. You got it You got it It's like He knows who he is So he, he says whatever You know like he knows He knows who he is And I feel like that's that's where I'm in, in my music career. Yeah. That's where I've always struggled at. Okay. You know, not not knowing who I am, but just being okay with saying saying what what I really want to say. You know, expressing there, yourself. There, like there's that. some shit I wrote sometimes, and I had to hit the homie JD and be like, "Hey, can I say this?" You know, he okay. like, "You can, but I don't think you should." You know, I'm like, but it's he like, "You can, but I don't think you should." You know. So it, was it just too, it, too just, violent? Just like, just bars is just too violent, not too violent or just too weird or just like too personal. Too, no, not even too personal. You know, but it's just kind of like just out there. You know, I can't even think what oh, what you were it trying to fit. Been, were you trying to fit a sound like a specific sound? No, nah, it was just like a rhyme scheme. You know, like I might be writing something and like I might be like. I don't, I don't know. Get cast fast. Put a pistol in your ass. Hash. You know, like I'm like, hey, can I say that? He like, you, you can, oh, I but I wouldn't. You. you know, you know, like that ain't something I said, but it's just like, yeah, it's like a pause check. You know, like, hey. like something like, what I, should I say that? Would somebody take that the wrong way? Like, it's like when Jim Jones said that he'll he'll beat you with that thing till the white stuff come out. Yeah, <laughs> and he says you know? he has to say no homo after it. Like, uh. The pause. homie Jay Bars, Jabari, you know, mm-hmm. my yep. stepbrother. He got a he got a bar like if I would have wrote that bar, I would have been like, hey, can I say that? He was on like <laughs> he said, uh, I'm from Pasco, fuck a bitch till her panties bleed. You know, okay. it was all like if okay. I would have wrote that, I would have been like, Should I say that? Like, is that <laughs> does that sound weird? You know, like but he was comfortable, like he knew where he was coming from. It was all like he, he knew he knew how he was coming with it. Was you it know? his line or was it? Yeah, that was his line. Oh, that, that was his part, <laughs> you know. And like, you know, it's like, and it fit the song perfectly. And we was all, it, it had that shock value. You were like, hey, whoa, what the fuck, you know? But it, it fit, you know. It flew. It flew. You that know, shit went hard. That's you know. <laughs> but it's like, I wouldn't, I, I wouldn't have been comfortable with that. I guess I don't right, know. Right, 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 right. No, word. you're right. You're right. I'm thinking in the context of when the song would have been made. Yeah, because in that time period, yeah, why not do a song like that? But like nowadays, it's a different sort of time, you know. But is that that's how I think about? It. Like I used to make want to make crazy records, like like mad crazy records, and and I couldn't because I had like a certain like re, like a certain style that I wanted to to maintain or whatever. I wanted to make conscious re- records that people could play back. You know, like I listened to a lot of Nas, a lot of Jay Z. And I like those kind of records, yeah. but when I wanted to make the the Cameron type records or whatever, you know, yeah. the Little Wayne type records, because that was what was popping when I was in yeah. school. You the know, motherfucking uh, um, uh, just Blaze beats, fucking yeah. Heatmaker beats. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, I always wanted to jump on one of those and just go stupid, you know. But it's just, yeah, I, I, I'm a. Uh, I feel like my game is ready to elevate. Yep. I just got to... I recorded a song. I, I don't know if I did that before. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I did that before the podcast. I don't know if I talked about it, but mm-hmm. I laced something, and it's been a while since I recorded, so I got to find, not my voice, but it kind of... 
I gotta get my wind up again and yep. just. Do you really, still have your studio? Yeah, I still got the studio. It's not set up yet, but uh, I was over at Z's. Mm-hmm. I recorded it. Rajo recorded it with me, mm-hmm. and he had me recorded a uh, a different way. I'm, I'm old school recording. I like to just, I right, let's go. I like to go from the top to the bottom. Yeah. You know, if I have to st- split it up, I will. But for the most part, I try to do it the same way. I'm gonna perform it. You know, all the way through. Right. Really? So, uh, but it's been a while since I performed in quarantine. I probably stepped up as uh, the amount of blunts I've been smoking. <laughs> so, uh, Red Jones, I'm like, no, I want you to, uh, I want you to just punch in. Mm-hmm. So I did a song and uh, I punched in a lot, and I like it, but uh, I, it's just I couldn't really get get all the way in my zone because it was just something new. Because I just wanted. I wanted to just keep going, you know, I, I just, mm-hmm. but I may, I got to learn that technique because I think it's a, it's a lot quicker, you know, just going boom, 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 just right, right. Hit, hit two or three bars and, you know, and then just punch in, hit another four bars and then punch in. You know what I started doing? Eight and eight. Yeah. I would do eight bars and then I would do the second half. Yeah. Because I could I could do a more impactful run through eight bars than I could sixteen. Yeah. You know? Because it just takes a lot out of you. Yeah. Motherfuckers be getting lightheaded and shit. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Hell yeah. So that's what I do. And and some of my, my more I think that some of my latest records have been like me like on a master level as far as the rapper goes, because like I'm on a different time now. I'm on a like when it comes to recording music, I'm on a different time. Like like when I write, the shit just makes so much fucking sense, and it just has so many different meanings to it. I feel yeah. like I'm like Super Saiyan mode right now with yeah. this shit. But it comes from wanting it so fucking bad and thinking that like you could be wrong. Yeah, you could be wrong about all the things you choose, and not wanting to be wrong because it's your life, your destiny. You have to make sure that you're not wrong. Yeah. So so that's that's why I came back with them. Like, that's why I don't give a shit about nothing that's going on right now as far as the game goes. Because when I come out, it's a different kind of fucking thing. Yeah. And I want rappers that are out there to be, like, on the same type of time. Because I see them drop shit, and I think, like, you guys are just dropping the bag. You guys are forgetting, like, this shit takes legwork. It takes groundwork. You have to do everything the way that... Like, not to toot our horn, but we do albums. We do pre-orders. We do merchandise. Like, we do music videos. Like, we do it all. And it's all, like, wrapped to a project. That's the way the game was. That's the way the game is. Yeah. And it's going to continue to be. So when you operate like that, you're on a different type of time. Mm-hmm. And I want everybody to get on that level. Some some, some of the yeah. guys are. But what yeah. I notice is that some of them, like, don't water the grass. You got to water the fucking grass. Or else nobody's going to come walk through your open house. You know what I'm saying? And put a yeah. price tag on what you're doing. Hell yeah. Because that's how you get appraised. I feel that. You get appraised <laughs> by, by the way the infrastructure is built. Mm-hmm. And we can't get an appraisal because motherfuckers are so lazy that they don't want to put in the fucking legwork. Yeah. It takes time. It takes effort. But everybody's got to be working. Mm-hmm. And that's how you get a scene off the ground. Yeah. I just sent a post uh, on Facebook. I went through, you know how it gives you the post from years back. Yeah, yeah. And uh, the homie had posted something like, man, everybody from the Tri-City let's get together and put something together. Mm-hmm. And uh, my was just commenting on it like, yeah, 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 and shit. And at the time, I was in Yakima. I was like, yeah, let's do it. 
And so I just thought to myself, like, I seen that shit. I was like, I'm going to comment on it. I'm like, yeah, let's do it. I'm here now, too. You know, like, I feel like that was the biggest thing for me. It was like I wasn't able to, you know, work and network. And everybody was doing shit, you know. Fucking Jay Kush, Lonzo, fucking uh, uh, Hype. You know, the motherfuckers was working, you know, like. G-Log, like, I wish I would have been here for some of G-Log's songs, like, if I would have been right up the street like I was, like, hey, nah, let me jump on that, you know, yeah, like. Yeah. I've been working with him closely, because just like you said, you know, he's been working, he's, yeah. you've been seeing it, I've seen it too, so that's why I did Dragon Energy with them, I got together, in three days, we recorded the six songs, I think it was six songs. And we shot a video for it, and then we just sealed it off and sent it. Like, that was it. You know, if we do another video, it's because we feel like it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But we might not, you know? It just depends on how the cards come out. Because I'm really focused on this new album. What you got cooked up? I got this album called Sirens that I'm going to do. And what it is, is it's a... Sirens 2? It's, it's the sequel to Oreos, yeah, if you remember the first one. Um, but it's it's a, the first album. Because the okay. other one was a mixtape, right? Yeah. But this joint is 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 a concept record about the true meaning of sirens, which is you know like a, like a mermaid like type, you know creature that sings a song that leads you know people in, in boats into fucking rocks and motherfuckers kill themselves trying to get to the sound, right? It's yeah. like this, this this force, right, in nature. And then sirens like from ambulances. So I'm going to tell this conceptual story about how the two can kind of like you know, coexist in the same sort of world. And then I want it to be like a movie kind of in a sense. Bro, that's so fucking crazy. You said conceptual album, bro. My nigga, I just came up with one. Let me tell you what happened uh, to me. And let me tell you. Let's get it. Okay, so it was the day off, right? Me and the wife and the kids pull the weeds on the side of my grandma's house. I see about four challengers drive by the house. And then three chargers, another challenger, and then mm. two more chargers. Gang, gang. I'm like, man, that's like a, a car club. I'm like, I asked my mom, I said, hey, y'all mind if I dip? You know, like, there was still some weeds. I was like, I'm trying to see what they doing. Like, I'm trying to be a part of this. You know, I got oh, a yeah. charger, you know? She's like, yeah. go ahead. You know? So I run, catch up with they asses, right? Talk to them, chop them up. They was like, yeah, just follow us. Oh, hell right? Yeah. And my, I was pulling weeds, so I don't have nothing on me. All I had was like a hammer because I was doing something, right? Uh-huh. And I we was trying to hammer the shit because the rocks kept falling down. <laughs> so I had it in my pocket. So that's all I had in my phone. So I'm dipping with these motherfuckers. And uh, they tell me, like, just follow me. And I'll give you the information. The guy in the line, the last line, he was like, the guy in front of me, he's the leader. So I went, he was like, yeah, follow us. So I'm like, all right, for sure, whatever. I got a full tank. So I, I, I'm mobbing with them. They pulling out and shit. I can't pull out. My shit ain't. It's all wheel drive. It's it's stock. The only thing that ain't stock is my speakers. So whatever. We mob right, and we're just mobbing. And uh, I notice I don't got my uh my motherfucking uh wallet. I'm all like, where are we going? These motherfuckers. We we go past 68. We go, we go off 68 and get on the highway towards Richmond. I'm thinking, all right, we're going to go to road 100 and meet and talk. Nope. They go towards Richmond. Like, we're going to get off G-Way. Nope. We're going to get off uh, Vantage. Nope. Next thing you know, I'm about to, I'm looking at going to Benton City or uh, Pendleton. I'm like, where is these motherfuckers taking me? Then I start, start getting paranoid. Like, 
don't got nothing on me. I don't got nothing on me. I was like, all I got is a fucking hammer. The hammer. Yeah, I was like, oh, I got my machete too. I was like, these motherfuckers about to jump me and take my car. Yeah, I started tripping. I was like, Uh-oh, I was like, fuck, fuck this. I, I I I jump off the hall front. I come back to uh, Kennewick and I get lost in Kennewick and Dow's Road. I only know Dallas Road because I used to work at the oh, uh, oh, okay. at the Walmart uh, uh, Robert Cox no home uh-huh. uh, pumpkin <laughs> farm. <laughs> so uh, these motherfuckers, I, I just did. I was like, I don't know where these motherfuckers is going. <laughs> you know, I don't got no ID on me. All I got is a hammer and machete. These motherfuckers are. In my head, they're going to be like, oh, man, let me check your car out, you know? Yeah. I'm going to be showing them something. Somebody's going to jump in my shit, and they just all going to smash, you know? Damn. And I'm going to be left somewhere, so. That's crazy, too. That That's a, that's always a possibility. Hey, I came up with the conceptual album around that, that that's going to happen. And then at the end of the album, I'm going to end up killing them all, but they're going to end up being like a fucking Christian car club. They wasn't really going to do nothing, so oh. that's nothing. I might have to switch it up, you know, now that I done told the plot, but Damn. That's, that's that's the concept, you That's know? a hard... That's so. like... You know who... That's like a Key and Pell, you know, the guy who directed yeah. uh, Get Out? That yeah. Guy? Like, that's that kind of movie, like, if it was shot into a movie. Yeah. Dude, that's so, some That's That's the album there. I'm... Uh, that's what I'm about to work on. That's uh, going to be hard. I think I might... I might pause Red Take 3 because I really want that to be... I don't want to have to do another red tape after that. I got some other... I already know I'm going to do uh, something called Blue Label and probably something called Yellow Tape. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't know what they're going to be, but I know those are going to be album names in the Blue future. Label. You know, just because uh, the homie uh, Bop, a.k.a. Young Bishop. I mean, not Young Bishop. Young Bop, a.k.a. Bishop. Uh-huh. uh I told him I told him the whole plan about the red tape, you know, like I'm gonna do one, two and three and then I was gonna do the blue label, you know, mm-hmm. as the uh the album or something. And then he was like, Oh, that's hard. So you gonna just do a whole bunch of other color sequences and shit. And I was like, I never thought about it like that, but I am now. But so to finish red tape the right way, I really want I'm going to be able to really work with Marvin Nav and uh, just really get that shit to be the super, just the end. That's going to be my detox. That's going to be my fucking, I want to feel like that's that's what they waited on. Like, so you're not going to rush that one, right? You're no. Give it time. That's why that, that one beat came through. That's the only, that's the only solid beat I know I'm going to have. And I recorded to it already. I mean, I got the hook. I recorded to it. I sent it off to this chick in Denver that I wanted to get, wanted her to get on, but she was like, no, nah, that's not really my style, you know? Sure. And I was like, oh, that's cool, you know? Like, you know, I really wanted to work with her. So I'm going to try and, I'm going to figure out how to work with her, but I really got to uh, find a female for this track. It's just some uh, some light rap. Not even, they don't really got light rap if they don't want to, you know, but if they want to spit something, they can, but... Mm-hmm. I just need the right, the right voice for this for the hook. Damn. Because uh, Fifty Cent had this one song with this girl named Brooklyn. Okay. And uh, it was like, I still be riding through the hood. Something, 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 it's all good. 
And that shit was just like the hardest shit. And uh, I think her voice just, it just really sat well in the beat. You know, and so that's that's what I need for that one. You know, for that Marv joint that plays. I really need that, that perfect female voice to really just, mm-hmm. just sit into that pocket and then... One of our listeners could probably be hell yeah. that person, you know? Hey, holla. You know, you know where we at. No shit. I have, I have, pl- I, like, like I told you, I wanted to do more of that, like, auto-tune singing kind of shit in the future. So I think that when I master that shit, because I'm going to work on that shit till I'm, like, on a Travis Scott level. You yeah. know what I mean? And once I get to that point, then I can start doing projects that are separate from what I do. So, like... Little offset projects, you feel me? Yeah. Shout out to Offset. Yeah. <laughs> Shout out to Cardi. She is getting. Shout paid. out to Saweetie. She got her Bentley repoed. Like <laughs> Quavo. And he rapped about it too oh, with the coldness. Shit. Oh, you remember man. that joint that he made about fucking Nicki Minaj? Yeah. Man, he went he went in, literally. Yeah, that motor spoke. Motor spoke. Yeah, man. He had a whole record about how he tagged her ass and he bought her a Birkin or some shit. It's <laughs> like, damn. That's how these rappers be doing it. Mm-hmm. I'll be damned if I buy a purse. <laughs> you feel me? Yeah. Motherfuckers be losing their, their, their main squeezes. They be losing their main dishes for side bitches because yeah. they bought a purse and they got caught. Right. Hell no. How are you going to explain that when your chick got your money unlocked? You feel yeah. me? I'm good on that. You feel me? Hell yeah. Shit, let's see where we at, man. We gotta talk about this, uh, these mob click hard hitter. Oh, man. man. Dude, that's one of my favorite memories when it comes to, like, our history is the beginning, like, the whole origin. Like, I remember I found out about you guys because of the, initially because of the guys who were trying to beef with me. Yeah. And I won't give them any credit because the history books don't even know who they are. True. Um, but but they led me to you. Yeah. And one interaction that I remember is that I had to watch how I talked to you. Because you weren't <laughs> just anybody who I could just say anything about. Like, I knew that right off off rip. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to play this smart. And I did. And I just made it about him. And then you saw that and you were like, I don't give a fuck either. And he, yeah. Like, I felt like he didn't mean anything. You know? Dude, homie was weird. <laughs> At that time, I felt like, okay, so, remember I was all like, I felt like I was the only motherfucker doing the music shit, ran into C-Ray, I was all like collecting the Avengers. Yep, yep. So this, this is before even meeting C-Ray, so here I am trying to build my group. I'm I'm trying to build my dynasty, my Rockefeller, you know? Real shit. And I'm just, I'm running into motherfuckers that's just, I don't know how they're hearing about me, but they're, they're running through and fuck, trying to fuck with me. You know, so I'm all like, all right, you know, well, let's work. You know, like, let's work. I'm not wanting to turn this. You got some beats or some shit? Let's work. You know, at that time, I was, in one of my songs, I was boasting. I was like, I can do uh, three songs in two hours. Yep, yep. You know, at at my height, I was, and I could. You know, I could give you three songs in two hours. Hook, hook and verse. Uh, Three, three, three. Three hooks, three verses. You were on you your know? Wayne shit, man. Yeah. And so, and I, I did for one point when I did start sipping that surf, I really felt like I was Wayne. <laughs> I stopped writing. I was like, I don't need to write. And I, you you can hear it in my, we did, I jumped on the Millie beat. We yep. got a mom click of Millie beat. And I just really, I, I walked out on my job because these, 
they were kicking it, right? Yeah. And they had some bad bitches there. And I was like, man, fuck this job. Like, I mean, they got me over here in this motherfucking Liberty Attack suit. Oh, you know, man. they over here recording in the studio. Oh, you know, man. these motherfuckers ain't giving me much. Oh, man, fuck this shit. Yeah, I took the gown <laughs> and went there. Everybody was gone, but the homies from uh, Milton uh, Freewater. And I was like, all right, fuck it, let's go. They was like, well, we already left the beat. You need a ride? I was like, no, I don't need a ride. I'm ready. I want to record. Like, I went in there. Accidentally erased somebody else's verse. <laughs> I pulled on Jay Z again. Accidentally erased somebody else's verse. Erase that so shit. They don't they, even um, remember. Yeah, so they had to uh, go back and redo their verse. Oh. Well, they had to freestyle that shit because everybody had freestyle. <laughs> I was like, I don't need to write shit. I'm about to freestyle that shit. And uh, I just went in, and it was just that was that was my baby. That was my. I think that's the only. Wayne beat I ever jumped on. The uh, Millie? Yeah. That's my shit, man. I've really and I loved how my uh my brother Pyro uh-huh. how he snapped on that shit because he when I first met him, okay, so when I moved back from Georgia, I knew I was gonna do this music shit. So I came back I was working with my cousin Rock, then he passed. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, so it was just me, Gotti, Ransav, you know, they had, they had, they, they, they had their own little, uh, not, not group, but they already had like their sound, mm-hmm. you know, and I had, I still had to find my sound, mm-hmm. you know, so they, um, they, they, they wasn't, I didn't, I didn't. I didn't need to recruit them, you know, because those were my brothers. Like, when I first came back from Germany, like, they were who introduced me. They took me in. They t- they showed me everybody. Everybody I know, it basically stems from Rand Sav and Long Gotti. Mm. Because if, if, if everybody that's not like my blood family, mm-hmm. you know, everybody else I met from Rand Sav and Long Gotti, uh. really. Because I left at such a young age that I didn't know anybody when I came back. I left in the third grade. Mm. So I left in third grade and then I didn't come back until seventh grade. And then I was here for like a year and a half and then I left again. Right, right, right. And so I was gone for like two or three years after that. Uh And then I that's when I left Georgia and came back. Mm. And so when I came back, I linked right back up. That's when we was back in high school. Then we was in high school. Mm-hmm. So it was like I, I had a few friends that I knew from middle school when I was here. Mm-hmm. But then they just put me on to everybody in high school. You right. know? Then I was in high school with some of my older cousins, too, that mm-hmm. I knew. So I could walk up to them and be like, what's up, cousins? this? Right. You, know, cool, talking, cool. you know, and they put me on, oh, this, this, such and such, you know. So uh, as, as far as the music, I didn't have to... Uh, I didn't. I didn't need to recruit them. I guess not. Not recruit them, but it was all like we did music just to do music, you know. So this was me, you know, trying to build my group, you know. So yeah. uh-huh. it was like I was just getting everybody. Everybody was just coming through. So it was really I met Pyro, and uh, he wasn't. He wasn't doing music. I asked him, like, "You uh, you do music or anything?" This was after. Uh, uh, my cousin Rock Pass, you know, I'm, uh, we had already figured out how to uh, use sound recorder to loop our uh, 
time of recording, mm-hmm. put the beat on there and record. You know, so we, we made like little mixtapes, little ghetto ass mixtapes. You can hear us clicking and restarting the shit to uh, record. And um, uh, I just, after he passed, you know, we made hella mixtapes help, help pay with just whatever they needed for the funeral. I just gave it all to my aunt. But uh, I seen Pyro one day. And I was like, we was just kicking it. I just asked him, you rap? He was like, no, nah. like, that's easy. You know, because it really is. Once mm-hmm. you figure out your shit. So when he jumped on from, from that day of me telling him rapping was easy to him jumping on that and Millie beat, uh-huh. like I was, I was, that was like, I was like a proud. That was like a super proud moment for me. I was like, damn, like my, like he, he just fucking, yeah. you can hear the fucking growth. You yeah. know, and I guess that's just progress. crazy to me because I never really, really was able to see that within mm-hmm. myself, I guess. I always felt like I was just in one spot, uh, you know? I, you. I felt like they just, because I was building the group and I was the one rapping and like bringing everybody together, I was kind of like the default leader, mm-hmm. you know? Right, you, and, were, you were the leader. Yeah, and so it was like... You were like the yams. Yeah. <laughs> yeah ASAP yams. Yeah. And so they like, I, they was just like, I don't know. I told him, told him it was easy and he just, he just started fucking with it and then he just grew. You know, he, he had a, he was locked up for like, like two months. We didn't know where he was at. Mm. And one day we seen him walking up the street. We're like, what the fuck you saying? <laughs> I just got out of county. <laughs> he went straight to the studio and laid down the coldest freestyle. I, tell you, I think it might have been that same day. It was like first day out. Yeah, shit. it was. It was some real shit before Gucci, before uh, T Grizzly. Everyone. My nigga Pyro did the first day out. Damn. And that motherfucker, a blue face stole Pyro style. <laughs> <laughs> but real talk though, uh, he he just he had some fucking classic bars and shit. And oh yeah. I think it was because like. He, he's he's from Chicago. Okay. You know? And I grew up with his cousins and uh, their grandma or aunt. I can't. I think it was their aunt used to watch them. They were coming from Chicago and they were watching, but he never came. He was always in Chicago. Well, her, her their, his aunt was like my crosswalk lady. And so I used to have like I had bad separation issues. You know, I was one of those kids you dropped off. You know, you drop your kid off to daycare, then that kid's crying for his parent. That was me. <laughs> and that was I was always crying for my grandma. And she was like the only lady that I would not cry with. And so they would always, she had to uh, take me out there and do the crosswalk. I'd be sitting in her car. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, I, I, I just never met him until... Uh, when I came back, my high school years, so he was, he's just always been my dog. Mm. He's uh, he's finishing up at ten piece right now, mm. so he's, I know when he can comes home, he got some shit ready, you sure. know. But like he came through, uh, we was recording at the homie Truth. Uh, I don't even know how I fucking met Troop. I think I had a basketball hoop out uh-huh. and we was having a slam dunk contest and then him and his homeboys were walking home and they was like, oh, y'all want to play? And we was just hooping it up and then 
I think we went down there to play like some Halo or some shit. And I don't. I think they had Freddy Loops. They was fucking Freddy Loops. <laughs> it was like, oh, we rap, you know. And so we kind of just moved everything we was doing at my grandma's house for the music over to uh, his house. His mom was fine with it. Like he turned the whole closet into the booth. We Damn. saved money. Went went to Walmart. Bought fucking phone. So that's kind of how Mob Click was born. Before Mob Click, though, it was I had a little group. It was Young Assassins. It was me. Well, no, no, no. I take that back. Young Assassins wasn't mine. My cousin Rock mm-hmm. was starting something called Young Assassins. Yeah. But uh, when he after he passed me, the homie Nick and I see Nick Santana. Uh, he, he's going. I'm not sure if he's going by Nick Nick Santana or Neefy. Mm-hmm. But. Uh, it was me, him, and Pyro, mm-hmm. and so we was doing music for a while, mm-hmm. and we was uh, we was always snapping. He was always Nick was always good with writing. If, if I came up with a hook, he can write to it. It was mm-hmm. nothing he couldn't write to. So it was like it was always it was easy. Mm-hmm. So it was like I can do the hook, and while he's writing, getting his shit, I can listen, kind of feel what I want to do, mm-hmm. and then kind of hear what how uh, Pyro's coming through, and then I figure out where I want to fit in at. Mm-hmm. You know, so it was like it was real good. So then um, we uh, we kind of just parted ways, and uh, we started fucking with Truth, and uh, we uh, he kind of started rapping too. He was kind of more just into making beats. Yeah, it was more making beats and break dancing. Mm. And then they uh, Truth started uh, fucking with the music a lot more and started rapping with us. And so then it was like. We uh we we decided to go with Mob Click. I don't even know how. I don't even know what we was going with before Mob Click. Mm. Oh, we was going with uh, STO. Shorty's taking over. Okay. And uh, that's what we was going with STO. And uh, so it was me, Nick, and Pyro. And then Nick left. And then uh, I started fucking with my my bro Lou. He was our tattoo artist, but he was break dancing too. Mm-hmm. But before tattooing, he was airbrushing oh, and graffiti. Shit. I got him to stop graffiti. They uh, they probably should have given me an award at Pasco High. <laughs> you know how many lockers I saved you, motherfuckers? <laughs> I told this motherfucker to do that shit on a shirt. You know, get oh, paid. Talk. You know, so like he came through. That's awesome. And then a step on truth. He came through. And uh, that's kind of how Mob Click was. That was mm-hmm. that was the foundation right there, you know. After after STO, it was Mob Click, and it was me, Pyro, True, and then uh, Donnie Dolo came through. He was going by uh, Young Prince, Prince or Prince Flo, Young Flo. I'm not sure. He came through, and then. Uh, Old boy came through after that, and Donnie told me, "Don't fuck with him." It was like, mm. it was like, why you fuck? Before, before he came through though, I can't think. I think Tommy Cassidy was before him though. No, I think Tommy Cassidy came after him. But old boy came in the middle, and he was, uh, yeah, we just uh, we did, we had some big differences, you know. He mentioned some people I was beefing with. And I was all like, what? I was like, that's what you... I was like, why are you working with us if you feel like that, you know? And that's kind of how... That's 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 when I, I, let, I let him do his thing with you. I was like, I'm not, I'm not jumping in that because you're on some different shit. Like, 
I feel like you're dragging me into something. You know? Because Yeah, because at that time, like, remember, I'm coming in this as I don't know nobody else that's rapping. I'm trying to build a super group, you know, besides the people I know. You were thinking much larger than yeah. rapping. So when they when he's talking about oh there's some he he told me that you guys were from Kennewick. Yeah. Right. So he's saying, "Oh, there's some there's some cats from Kennewick." I'm like, well, "I'm from Pasco. Why why are you even beefing with motherfuckers in Kennewick?" Right, right. You know, like we were from Pasco. Like, why why that shouldn't even be an issue. Like, that's just how I felt. Like, with they're not over here doing nothing to us. Like, they're not like nobody was like making buku money. Like, it was nothing to really be beefing over. Mm-hmm. You know, and so yeah, he just and I just. Cheers one time, Cheers. two times, two times. We just, you know, I have, I have my issues with the other homie for petty reasons, you know, Crap. like Cameron and whole shit, you know, just petty reasons. Real shit. The funny thing about that beef was, like, before the association with you guys, he was already on our radar. Yeah. He was being kind of, like, disrespectful online, like... People always talk shit online before they go do a song. Yeah. So you get like the the sense that you're gonna have to go to war soon. Because at that level, we spared nobody, man. Yeah. We we would diss anybody for any reason, and, and lyrically, we could make you look crazy before you could get to us. Yeah. Right. And and we were running havoc because we were handling people left and right back then. I remember we did like three diss songs in a month one time. Right. Uh- but this oh. one specifically, I was sizing him up, and I was ready for his ass. And I was like, you know what? I'm gonna wait because I want to see how he 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 approaches things. And he sure fuck did it this song, and it was yeah. absolute dog shit. <laughs> like, I couldn't tell you anything about it. That's how yeah. horrible it was. So I was like, okay, I'm coming at you. And, and I came at it this with this crazy song, and I literally dissed him like he was like a Wu Tang member, and, and yeah. I had some bars for his ass, right? Pause. Yeah, <laughs> and, and, and literally, man, he tried to get back up immediately, and and then that's when the back and forth happened again. And then, unfortunately, you were dragged into it at that point, and and you literally were just like, "Is this anything?" And you realized yeah. that it was nothing. So you're like, "I'm good." Yeah. And then you you had the maturity to step away from all the fuckery before yeah. I was man enough to fucking look at it like it was. Something that was a waste of my time. Yeah. Right? But we were really on that young shit, that dumb yeah. shit back then. Yeah. But when he, the way he tried to tag you guys. Yeah. To like, like, come on, let's get him. Like, it showed how corny he was. Yeah. And the affiliation probably dissolved soon after. I yeah. Mean, I don't it see it. because, yeah, he said that He said that one thing. And it just, it just, after months of recording with us, you know, like, he had, I had, I, I'm, okay, let me rephrase that. I'm not going to say I had motherfuckers writing for him, but the homie was writing for him, mm-hmm. you know, wrote a whole motherfucking bar for him because this motherfucker couldn't do shit, you know, <laughs> like he was having a hard time. And so the homie was like, look, I got you, you know, and uh, the homie goes by music or rhyme or reason sometimes. Mm-hmm. He's, oh, he was, he was part of my clique too. He came in later on though, but he, he's more of a, uh. Lupe Fiasco and Common. Okay. You know, like, those are his top 10 artists, you know? So, that's how he was coming. And we was doing this one song with this uh, chick named Lizzie. And uh, the homie and I had to write a song for him. And it was just me, him, and her. And so, yeah. 
and, and the homie Robin Reason, he was on that track too. I'm gonna have to find that shit. I got a I got a bootleg CD of my quick beats before my out uh, before my computer crashed. So I gotta find that because I'm over with hot. It's like a treasure chest. Yeah, it was back when uh, what was, what was that site where people was getting beats off of sound something? Kazaa. Soundclick. Soundclick, yes. It was Soundclick. I'm going to have to go on there tonight, though. There's Soundclick's still up. Yeah. It's like that piff, like one of those legendary sites that kind of just maintained. I need to grab some mixes on that piff. I think it was the Wayne album, or there was a project that was exclusive to that piff recently that people literally had to go to that piff for the first time in like 10 years. It's crazy. Yeah, man, that's how I just I had to, I had to let I had to part ways with him because he was fucking on some other shit, and then I started fucking with Tommy Cassidy. And that's that's a little bro right there. Like that, I love that kid. That motherfucker, he's he's expanded too. Oh, he's doing uh, great things, man. I I really wish I could have seen that time period where you guys were making music together. Yeah. Because I I discovered his music much later. Like like when he was doing stuff with um, his other rhyme partner. I forgot what his name was. Shout out to him. Yeah. Um, but they were doing things, and, and then I noticed he went solo, and he was doing things. Oh, look. Okay, let me bring you back. So this is how smart. Not how smart, but look. So we raising money. Remember, I got scammed, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We raising money. I told you one of the homies didn't want to put in on it, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, he didn't want to put in on it. He just wasn't sure. It was... Donnie Dolo, yep. he wasn't too sure about it, but I think he gave me some money. Right. But uh, my fucking uh, Tommy Cassidy, uh-huh. he was all like, uh, he was <laughs> like, Dom, I think that's a scam, bro. I don't really think you should do that. He <laughs> told me, I think he's the only one. Everybody else trusted me because I was the default. I won't say default leader, but mm-hmm. you know, I I was I, I I was with the shit for and I was front line for my team. You know. Yep. Yep. So I was fucking like. I was like, man, we, we took a hit, man. And he was he was the only one. And I wasn't even, I couldn't even be mad at him. Like, this, this wasn't nothing to be mad about, you know. I was like, Facts. hey, we all need to throw 40 bucks in. But he was all like, you know what? And we was all in high school, too. It's not like we all had jobs. Mm-hmm. I might have been out of high school. I think we was all graduating one by one. I can't remember. Mm-hmm. But he was uh, he was one of the, him, him and Donnie Dolan were the youngest of the crew, though. So... Yep. He was all like, nah, I'm not, I can't do that, you know? And, uh, yeah, we got burnt. So, shout out to Tommy Cassidy. He saved money. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's right. You got that whole studio, baby. <laughs> you made some decisions. Back. Yeah. You invested wisely, my brother. <laughs> I love you for that one. No, yeah. But real talk, that kid, he's doing good shit. But, I, I no. went up to the studio. It, it, he showed me hospitality. You know? yeah. It was nice to listen to what he was working on, and and you know I'm proud because that's that's a success story in my eyes as far as is what we do. You know when Hell when yeah. you have your own domain and you're in charge of the, how yeah. the waves move. You know, yeah. literally, even in yeah. a sense. So shout out to him. You know, shout out shout out to shout out to a lot of the cast that we grew up with that were able to like figure out their niche and kind of yeah. just move in that direction yeah because that's too hard to do for some people they can't figure out where what they stand for or what they should be creating as far as art goes and mm-hmm. and it's just sad because like it's something that we have an abundance of yeah. you know artists that, like us specifically um, i can speak for us because i know our, our shit 
it i think that some people have it in abundance and others have to are, are in search for it that x factor that it takes to actually get the shit off the ground if because when people believe you 100 percent for your art like that that's you then you won you won them over because you're the real deal a lot of people have trouble proving that they're the real deal yeah and you have to really give yourself to this life, give yourself to this craft. And when you do something, it's got to be the best representation of what you, what your art is. Yeah. So you got to put all of it into it. That's why when we do music videos and how we like, we we're characters in our videos, we're acting in our videos, and it's the highest level of production that we can do. But it's what no one's doing. Yeah. So we're making history by being the first ones to do it. If you look, if they, if you looked across the board as far as all the stats go. A lot of our names are up there as being the first to do something. Yeah. And that's a fact. Yeah. Around here, when the internet was emerging, so were we. Yeah. And we did a lot of yeah. things first. Yeah. We had MySpace booming. Oh, my MySpace. God. I'm, I'm, I'm mad because there's a, uh, we did a remix to Tyrese's Sweet Baby. Mm. And I cannot find that shit on nowhere. And I know if the old MySpace servers were up. That motherfucker, I could download that motherfucker. Get did, did some good motherfucking numbers, right? Bro, I got into my old MySpace somehow. One day yeah. I remember, I dug in my brain and I remembered something, <laughs> right? And I got into my fucking MySpace and I unlocked all the tracks that were on private. Yeah. And there was just like songs that I never knew I made. Yeah. Like it's been that long. Like I'm listening to this shit. I'm like, I can't believe I wrote this shit. That's how it is when I log on to Reverb Nation. <laughs> yeah, I go on there. There's some shit. I think all the diss songs are still on there. <laughs> I take them bitches down because uh, you were uh, climbing the reverb charts with diss tracks. <laughs> <laughs> I was also, I'm on some fifty shit when it comes to. Uh, the uh, motherfucking uh, Reverb Nation. I'm fifty cent over there. Like, You're the nah. rap beef Drake. <laughs> yeah, fuck that. One shit. through twenty five is yeah. you. Dead ass though. They, they try to uh, pull that card in the, the, the beef battle when we was beefing with RLE. I think one of your diss songs was one of your biggest songs. Yeah, I forgot what it was because it was the old days. But I remember on Reverb, you you could see the song that was charting. Motherfucker did stupid numbers. You had you had a beef song that was up there. I have. I, I, uh, I think it was the, I had one called Go yeah. With the homie uh, We went on tour Z took me on tour West Coast Assault Tour And uh, we was down in Lemoore And then I think we went to a little city called Visalia mm-hmm. And there's a DJ down there I'm sorry I forgot his name But uh, he, uh, he, he had a beat And I liked it I was like I like that beat you know, I like beats that have some kind of sample in it, some kind of little sample voice. And that motherfucker just said, go, go, go. And uh, I was like, I need that. And he, he sent that shit to me. And uh, I was like, yeah. But then uh, I, I did uh, that Chief Keef song that I don't like. I went in on that one. Yep. Because them motherfuckers try to, uh, I did some 50 Cent shit. That motherfucker, uh, Jabari, he dropped that Domin's Ashy track. <laughs> he did it over that Tiger beat, and I was like, "Oh, I was, I was, I was hyped." I left the shop early. I was like, "I called everybody, say we got action, we Ooh. got action." I got, <laughs> I, said, I baited them in. We got action because I kept dropping shit. Uh-huh. And, uh, finally, and, and that's what, hey, 
my stepbrother, that's JB's my stepbrother, and we we was beefing hard. We took that shit like <laughs> we was almost Gucci Man and Jay Z level with this shit, you know? Like on some real personal beef? Yeah. No way. With, with the uh motherfucking shit, you know, because he was riding with our our Yeah. Damn. He was riding with them and then his other homie that I was already beefing with, been beefing with. Who was who was uh, he riding with? Jay Crow. He was over there too. Oh, and so, I was all like, you know, we beef with the same guys. Yeah, we was, <laughs> <laughs> we was already beefing, so I was all like, you know what, whatever, man. You know, we gonna we gonna do this this way. So I kept dropping shit, and he did what he was supposed to do. He did a Kobe. He put the team on his back, and he responded. You know, uh-huh. because if he didn't respond, I was gonna keep dropping diss tracks anyway. Facts. And keep climbing these reverb charts, baby. <laughs> so he did what he was supposed to do. But what he wasn't ready for, for was for me to drop one back in the next hour. <laughs> so he dropped that. And I was all like, oh, man, I went to the beat. Hey, Lavish, where's the beats? You know, hey, Explosive, where's the beats? You know, I Oh, he know, called up the artillery. Yeah. I don't know. One was going to give me a beat. And I just went in. You know, I was like, boom. And then I was hyped up. I was like, give me another one. Boom. And then... Uh, you were just lighting it up. Yeah, shit went crazy after that. And then we you was, had access to those guys at that time? Yeah. Because they were making good-ass beats at that time. Hell yeah. Man. They, they were in-house for a while. Fuck yeah. So hell. I was fucking with them. I was like, man, I need, I need a beat. Let's go. And so... Bang, bang. Uh, I did... Uh, it's called... A, I remember the name. It's called A Thousand, a thousand Car Freshers. A, a Thousand Air Fresheners or something. I was, I, was like, I was on the way to AutoZone, I think, to buy some car fresheners, some air fresheners. And they, uh, I heard the dish, and I was like, oh, hell no. And so uh, uh, my, my sister, my stepsister, Ariane, she was with me. I was like, hey, nope, take me to the studio right now. Boom. Fuck those air fresheners. I'll name the song that. So we went in. I went in. And, uh, yeah, those, those motherfuckers. He did what he was supposed to do. It was, it was going back and forth. And then it came to a point, I was like, I, I really got to flex my muscle because I come I come up off this motherfucking uh, 50 Cent and John Rowe beef shit. Like, I was in Maryland when motherfuckers was really beefing over that shit. You know, like motherfuckers getting beat up over G-Unit shirts at school, you know? They, not niggas murder ink out here, you know? Like, yeah, yeah. shit was wild. That's- and, uh... This motherfucker uh, was not ready for me to drop 18 tracks. Whew. Like I dropped, I, I dropped, I was dropping singles, and then I really just sat down and just picked out all the beats I wanted. And my favorite one was this. Uh, I, I jumped on Eminem's role model beat. Ah oh, man, is that online still? Yeah. It should be. I might got it right here though. Let's see. I might. Like man, you should sell thumb drives with your whole shit on it. I, I might, man. Because if you did that, you could charge like 20, 25 bucks for that shit, you know? I'm pretty sure I got this bitch on here. Watch it. Be. Dipped in red paint. Yeah. Dipped in red paint. Oh. <laughs> this was, exclusive. This, exclusive. This is my favorite song. This is my shit right here. Snap. Nowadays niggas wanna be 
don't mean that you put it in work. That's not how it works. Let me show you how it works. If you want with your man, one work. And when I say work, dog, I'm talking about an F. Relax. You look like Amber Rose with a mouth long nose. Jordan DeLong, you will not last long. You synthetic. <laughs> Kills 99.9 ties, man. I'm trying to slide up in it like a splinter. <laughs> yeah, that's my shit right there. How to be like me? Pop beans, motherfucker. The nostalgic songs, man, they're the best. Yeah, that was my shit, man. Those take me back, man. I think thousand, uh, the thousand air freshener one is on Bandcamp, though. I try to after me and my bro uh, uh, settled our differences. I try to take some of the songs down. Just because he was all like, man, that's all you do is make diss songs. <laughs> I was like, we beef it. What you, what you want me to do? I mean, we got a whole bunch of other your, songs. He wanted to hear your different shit? Yeah. <laughs> you want, what you wanted? Like, we was beefing at the time. That's what I was supposed to do. Relentless. Yeah, I, was, I was going back, back and forth with them motherfuckers, man. This motherfucker. You probably did the back-to-back on them. Yeah, I did. I honestly did. The motherfuckers, it was just, it was crazy times, though, you know, because, like you said, everybody wasn't getting along, and then uh, shit started bubbling again, and uh, it just came down to motherfuckers was trying to control shit that they really didn't have uh, no hands in, I guess, so... Like, that motherfucker, the whole reason he, he started coming at me, like, I was in Seattle visiting my mom. She had surgery. Yeah. And so he hit me up. He was like, oh, I got tickets to a slaughterhouse show if you want to come. And I was all like, all right, for sure, come pick me up. He was like, I can't pick you up. And I can not I, I can drive in Seattle, but at the time, I didn't have a car, so I can't drive in Seattle. Right, 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 right. I'm out here visiting my mom. If you got tickets for me, come swoop me up and let's go. And, so, and even that's because your mom's in the situation. So. Yeah. So I think he kind of felt a little uh, salty about that. And then, uh, oh, shit. I'm walking away from the mic. I guess I can use it. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'm in this bitch talking like it's just me and you. Real, shit. Real facts. <laughs> but uh, this we, is what we would be talking about. Yeah. They, uh, we fucking get... Get get to beefing in this motherfucker was like, yeah, you, I had tickets for you and you didn't show up. I'm like, what? Like, motherfucker, you supposed to uh, pull me up. You invited me. Like, nice. if I said, hey, I'm going to pick you up. Let's go to the movies. Like, I don't want to hear, I don't got money. I said, let's go to the movies. We're going to go do this shit, you know? So. You don't get a lot of homies like that. Yeah. That are down like that. So it was just, it was just weird shit. My coworker played me like that. Made me go watch this. I had to pay fucking seventeen dollars to watch a movie I ain't want to watch. This motherfucker tricked me. He's an old ass guy, and he was on like, uh, he said, uh, you gotta watch Hillary's America. You can't let her win. He was like, I'll take you down there and I'll pay for you. He got me down there. 
And this motherfucker, this asshole said, all right, one ticket. And I, I'm looking at him like, one ticket? I was like, you motherfucker. Like, <laughs> I want, I should have slapped him right there. But I was like, you know what? You punk motherfucker. And I was like, I was like, if I do anything, there's a thousand Trump motherfuckers in here that hate Hillary. That's going to try to run up on me. I was like, all right, you got me. You got me. You got my twenty dollars to your Trump campaign, bastard. You tricked me. <laughs> he tricked me for real, though. Damn, got you like that. Nah, man. <laughs> These uh, those my click days. They were they were uh, magic, man. Cause we was we was knocking out hella fucking songs, and if I would have been able to structure structure that shit a lot better, we could have had. You know, multiple mixtapes and shit, right. but I I was really trying to figure out everything on my own. I mean, not figure out everything on my own, but we was trying to figure out everything. You know, we was downloading beats and shit and uh, doing songs. Like, one of our best songs was me and Donnie Dolo. We did a song called Top Ten. You know, it was a MySpace song. Got, got the beat off SoundClick. They had the hook on it. Dude singing like she's in my top eight on MySpace. Like it's a cold ass song. And we performed it at um somebody's sweet sixteen. <laughs> it was like, can you come perform that MySpace song? And so we went and got it in. And this is like still like almost high school days, a little bit after. That shit would have gone viral if technology yeah. was what it was. Yeah, if somebody had a, if Facebook had a top eight and they had to do a, somebody would have did that, you know, and it would have been stupid. I feel like <laughs> around that time period, we were all making songs that were like trying to get hot, you know? Yeah. Like I was doing, I did a song called My Hoodie and it was like some like new kid, uh, new boys type shit, you know, whatever was popping at that time. Soldier Boy, like Soldier Boy really was a wave that we, a lot of us followed. It really was. Hell yeah. When I started rapping on Southern style beats, a lot of it was because of Wayne and Soldier. Yeah. Because Cash Money Millionaires is one of my biggest influences. Juvenile is one of my favorite rappers. We need to uh, do this motherfucking Money Talks album, though. Oof. Damn, that's a whole podcast conversation in itself. What's up? Money What's talks. up, though? Now, nah, hold talks. on. Time out. Yeah. What's up with this motherfucker, Nacho? <laughs> Nacho Picasso. Oh, on this joint. Yeah, yeah, man. I heard this motherfucker snap on this shit. Oh, man. Hey, when he said hit him with the Doug Funny, I was all like, I fucks with him. This motherfucker, I was like, I fucks with him. I, I had to find him on uh, Twitter. That motherfucker was hilarious, man. I feel like that's somebody I need to. I need to craft a song with him. Real shit. I feel like I need to craft a song with him. I started hearing about him through the blogs, and so I, I decided to reach out to him because I figured we were both on the up and up. We were coming up, and he would do a song with me. He charged me five hundred bucks, and I was like, you know what? I got two hundred right now. Let me go get the other three. Yeah. So I went and I got some money real quick. You know, I sold a laptop, a bunch of other shit, right? I, I hit him right away with the money, and, the, and then he sent me that immediately. And when I heard that shit, I was like, damn, this is crazy. I was like, let's do a video. He's like, yeah, send me another 1500 and we'll do a video. Ooh. 
And I just decided that it wasn't the time for me to be doing that kind of shit, you know? Yeah. Because I was, I was making money because I was working and shit, but at the same time, I was I had bills that I had to pay, and I was always yeah. buying clothes and shit. Yeah. That was my number one shit, man, buying clothes. I would yeah. go to school just so I could pop off my outfits. Like, the way that the, you pulled up with some strapped up at, uh, fat farms. Uh-huh. Before the Air Force ones, we had the fat farms, you know? Yeah. For the Reeboks with the straps. Those are the ones motherfuckers would steal from JCPenney's and get caught uh-huh. for coming back twice in a week. You know what I'm saying? Because JCPenney's, you could just throw some some shoes back in the in, in the box and then wear the, the shoes out. I mean, I'm going to say a disclaimer. Don't do this if you're hearing this. I'm not, I'm not <laughs> advertising to do this. But back in the day, we were on some crazy shit because we had to have the white sneakers with the straps. I had already gotten away with selling two pairs of sneakers. Mm-hmm. Like, this is past the statute of limitations, so nobody can get me on this kind of yeah. shit. Right? But I got in trouble with the third time I went. And, and then I had to pay the repercussion for that. But it taught me a lesson. Mm-hmm. You know, you lose time and money dealing with, with a, an L like that. And the goal is to never get another L like that. True. Like getting parking tickets or getting traffic tickets. You feel me? Oh, yeah. Oh. But yeah, Nacho, man. He was a G. Yeah, I gotta... I need to fuck with him. Um, That's crazy, though. Because the the chick I wanted to get on the red tape beat, she wants 300 for the verse. But I'm all like, damn. Damn. You know, it's all like... And <clears throat> I respect it because... Okay, so the homie Bop, Young Bop, aka Young Bishop. Now, when I first came back for Germany, right, the first person I start kicking it with is Rand Sav. So, he's putting me on to some music. So, he's putting me on to everything that, you know, is West Coast because I've been gone for a while. That shit is too gangster for me. He's showing me X-rated, Brother Lynch, you know, Tech Nine, and I'm like, these motherfuckers is going, and I'm like, I cannot fuck with these motherfuckers. Like, what is this shit? Like, like when I left, I had a Space Jam CD and a Bone Thugs and Harmony CD. You know, the Bone Thugs and Harmony CD had the. Uh, the track they did for that Batman joint. Look into my eyes and tell me. What yeah. it is. Yeah. So that's that's what I left listening to. So then I get put on to uh, DMX and all that shit, you know. But that's East Coast. You know, so then I come back home and they're showing me what what's happening on the West Coast. I'm like, that shit is too hard. Then he shows me T-Nutty. Uh. Nighty had a song called Last of the Pohicans. It was him and Young Bop. Bop spazzes on that shit, man. And I was like, I can fuck with this one right here. This song right here, I can fuck with this one. I downloaded that one. Uh, <coughs> ended up uh, going to Maryland and uh, slapping that shit, you know? So then I come back here after mob click days, you know, graduate high school, mob click happens, you know, mob click starts making music. I'm doing solo music now. And then Young Dom goes from Young Dom, Charlie Sheen, Cravo, then I start fucking with Z, right? <coughs> Firing Squad, bless you. Firing Squad starts fucking with Twisted Insane. 
right? To Sensei's building his label. He's working with this guy that's going by Bishop, right? And uh, they keep calling him Bop, though. Okay. And I'm I'm just lost. And so they're just chilling, talking, talking. And so uh, then I, I, I kind of catch a conversation, and they're all like, yeah, man. Uh, remember that one track he did with T Nutty and da 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 da? da. I'm like, that motherfucker's Bob. That's Young Bob. They're like, yeah, that's Young Bob. You ain't no like, no. So I'm, I'm this motherfucker that I was listening to in seventh grade. Yeah. That a- after listening to Brother Lynch and everybody, that was like, it was, that shit was too hard for me. I couldn't listen to that. It was like, it didn't resonate with me. But that Last of the Flohicans joint, that shit, I felt that shit. I was like, I can fuck with that. Especially Bob's verse. Damn. And uh, so I, uh, we end up doing some shows together. And I, I catch him alone in the green room. I'm talking to him. I'm like, hey, man. You bought from T Nutty's uh, Last of the Flohicans track? He was like, yeah, why? I was like, bro. And I tell him the same thing. I'm like, man. I kind of grew up on that song, you know, like that was that, you know, and I explained to him the same, the same shit I just said, you know, all the other shit was too hard, and he laughed, he was all like, that, that shit was too hard, huh, and he, he laughed, but, you know, me and him was talking, I just asked him, he he, he loves my Jody Arias song, every time he sings me, he, he goes, I'm gonna get stepping like Jody Arias, he was all like, man, let me get all that shit, dog, I was like, man, come on with it, that, that's an honor to me, you know, like, somebody ought to, I, I I resonated with in seventh grade, and I was like, I, I like that flow. I fuck with that. He likes my song now. He's all like, he, he's singing my shit. Damn, you know that's crazy. So uh, one day I just asked him, I'm like, hey man, what you think I need to be charging for verses? Cause I'm just telling these motherfuckers fifty bucks, forty bucks. He's like, nah man, three hundred, two fifty at the least. And I'm all like, for real? He's like, nah, you got to. He was all like, he was like, I'm charging. X amount. Because I'm like, if you guys are charging this, then you bringing the value down of what I'm trying to do, you know? Uh-huh. And so it was all like, not not, not trying to he appraise create, yourself higher. Yeah, not, yeah. You know, it was like, you can't, He's you like, know. your worth. Yeah, shit. yeah, really though. Because these motherfuckers is gonna, if you sell the package right, you know, like, boom, I'll give you the verse. You know, I'll do a drop for you on Instagram. I'll come do a video with you. You got a shirt, merchandise, I'll wear that in the video. You right, know, right, if you right, package right. it right, you can get that. Yeah, hell yeah. You know, it's all but, things that you're going to do anyways. Yeah. You can just do it for the artist. Mm-hmm. You feel me? It's like you market records anyway, so market it like it's your record. You feel yeah. me? And, and, and that's what my, my approach is. When you get a Tory North verse, sometimes you get the whole creative direction. You know, like how Drake does it sometimes for some people's records. You know, he, he determines where the whole fucking ship's gonna go. Mm-hmm. Like, look at Sicko Mode. How is that not a Drake record? Yeah. You know I mean? Like, the way that he, 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 he did what Jay-Z did back in the day to anybody's track. Jay would hop on his song and it was his song now. You know, he, he would do two verses on Memphis Bleak songs. Because that's how dope Jay was. Jay knew that he could take two verses on someone else's song. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that was some arrogant shit, but hey, that's Jay. You feel me? Man, I think uh, I think everything though is coming coming back around though for me. As soon as, soon as Pyro gets home, uh, 
Oh, JD, he, he jumped in, John Doe. He started fucking with Mob Click late in the game. You know, once he came back from Seattle. Oh, I got down here, so he's Mob Click too. And uh, he just dropped his album, Due Date. So, and that's, uh, I think, I'm pretty sure his cousin, uh, G Nice, did all the beats from Seattle. Mm. So, he got that out. And uh, we're really, we're about to... Uh, push this shit, you know, like, like I said in the last one, I'm working on the whole rebranding, the whole rebrand, yep. you know, so. It's like the new No Limit. Yeah. The whole rebrand. So that's gonna, I gotta just figure all that Is shit Is it gonna out. be Mob Click rebranded, or? I don't know, because, you know what, uh, that's what our Nav said that. Some, I posted something one day and Nav was all like, we need that old mob click though. You yeah. guys are a force in Pasco. Yeah, and when he said that, I was all like, man. You know, I was all like. That's your cash money millionaires. Okay, that makes me feel what, how I told Bob, you know, I was like, man, I was in Maryland saying that. He was like, man, that's I, I'm glad to hear that because, you know, there, there's times in this music game that you don't want to do it no more. And then you hear something like that, like, man, you know, my music was being played all the way over here during this certain time, you know, because mm-hmm. I, I, I'm, I'm kind of detailed. I break it down. Like, man, I was in Maryland in 2004 and I was playing your shit, you know, <laughs> and, and so then he's all like, man, I, in 2004, man, you know, or whatever, whatever year it was. So that uh, when Nav told me, posted that shit, it was like, it was like. You know, I, I, I'm just now hearing of him, you know, as a producer. Yeah, yeah. So for him to say, we need that old mock, it was all like, you, you was hearing my music? Because it was only on MySpace. We didn't have SoundCloud, you know. It was really only MySpace and burnt CDs. So I don't know how he heard it. Because I wasn't, I don't think we had the niche on YouTube yet. Right. It's crazy because... He, he got into music really early, like at local music, because of, like we both kind of were in on at the same time. But like I would discover different things and he would too, and we would both show each other what was going on around us. Like when we ended up with people's CDs, like their demos and shit. Like that's how we discovered a lot of people was because it would circulate around the neighborhood, circulate at school, and we would end up with people's CDs. And then that's how we knew of like certain people like Black House. We knew about them right away because they had something circulating. Mm -hmm. We knew about fucking you know Jabari right away because of his beats. Yeah, John. Yeah, you know Captain Skyler. Yeah, right away. Like we just stuck our head out the window and we seen rappers at the Columbia Court Complex. That's where my cousin Alex grew up, and um, literally. Our first computer was the one that I bought off of a coworker back when I was 15. And then I went and I got a software from Best Buy for 50 bucks. And then I went and got a $10 microphone from Hastings. Mm-hmm. And I made that bitch work. I created like two mixtapes. I was working on my third one before I gave my computer to my cousin so he could make beats full time. And me, I just went back to the art of battling and freestyling and writing lyrics. Because I wanted to become more formidable in that sense. Unfortunately, I was trying to fight for the admiration of a local hometown that wasn't ready for what I was. So I was destroying motherfuckers left and right because I just could think faster and I was more clever. But it didn't matter. I think I seen you uh, at a battle. 
I think he was battling in the past at a house party one time. It might have been the one time I lost. I don't know. I don't know if it was like real, a real like battle, battle though. I think you guys were just freestyling. Oh, like though. a cipher. Yeah, because um, that would always look in weird spots. But it was just not not many people was rapping at him though. You know, if, if God didn't ran sab, you know the people I wasn't was running with. If they wasn't there rapping, there really wasn't nobody there rapping. True. You know, and uh, yeah. I'm pretty sure you was there. It was like close. It was like this little house close to Pasco High. It was like a little cut. They had like a big ass DJ speaker there and everything. Okay, okay. It was cold. There was a yeah. I think I remember. Yeah, I think so. I think I remember you guys showing up and and uh, somebody saying that's Mopla. You feel me? Yeah. And, and we just kind of kept to ourselves because we didn't know anybody. Yeah. That was us too. We didn't know nobody at the party. I think we was just on some. Me and Pyro, we would just walk from one from from the bottom of Court Street to the top, all the way from Fourth and Court Street, all the way down to where we stayed on Twenty Six. We would just walk Court Street. We'd go hoop or go eat, and then or wherever we was at, we'd just hit the main street and just walk home. And people would drive by. Pyro, stop! Yo, it was like fucking ghetto celebrities walking. <laughs> Y'all yelling my names and ain't giving us a ride nowhere. <laughs> Man, that's when you guys would have really popped if the internet was what it is today. Because the viral shit, like it was. I noticed you guys at school, like Kamaiken was like white bread, white bread in comparison to to you know Pasco. Pasco was the most lit school. Everybody who had mad talent was coming from Pasco. Yeah. <laughs> and I was the only cat. Like, I was born in Pasco. I lived in Pasco when I was a younger kid. But then I lived in Kennewick a lot, too, and sometimes in Richland. And um, and people don't realize that's how easy it is. Like, it's like five minutes away in every direction, right? Yeah. So, like, you could literally live in every city all you want. And you could still be from, like, Pasco, Kennewick, or Richland, you know? Mm-hmm. So, so... That's when cats say, oh, he ain't from Pasco. They don't know that, I, you know, I, I I just didn't go to the Pasco school district. Yeah. Yeah. You know? That's the only difference. Yeah. Well, shit, man. I got to uh, I gotta get ready to shake, man. I got to no, for real, for real. Some, uh, <clears throat> some regular nine to five shit. No, I feel you. I feel you, man. I appreciate you coming through. Is there any last yeah. things you want to say before we sign off tonight? Uh... <clears throat> We got I got I got a ton of shit I'm working on. Not not music but uh I got some video shit coming out. Uh Retro Kilson got three videos. He got uh Don't Do Drugs with Me. He got um Red Baby and then he got She Try to Rob Me. Uh on gotta, YouTube. Nope, nope. Uh, I'm still saucing them up. Okay, okay. Saucing them up and getting the last scenes for those. So, uh, those... uh, Don't Do Drugs With Me is ready, though. I just got to do some titles and probably a little color correction. Mm -hmm. But that's ready. Uh, But he got got the album coming out um, on the 20th, No Greater Love. And that's... uh, Red Baby is going to be the lead single off that. So okay. that's the video uh, we're going to be wrapping up soon. Uh, and then I got a video for Z. He uh, 
I think he just dropped something. I think Equations just dropped on the 9th. Is today the 9th? It or? is the 9th, yeah. Yeah. Equations came out today, I think. It should have came out today. Is it a, is it a joint uh, EP? Or? Uh, sorta. Sorta. Um, it was a joint EP, but the, the guy that worked with them... Uh, dedicated his life back to uh Christ. Oh so okay. he kinda doesn't want to be associated with the uh the hard rap image no more. Oh, Not sure. hard rap image, but there was um there was some skits he did in there that he's not comfortable with anymore. Oh damn. Is it so, an old project? Um I think it's like twelve tracks. So uh I told him to let me just uh, shoot the videos and let me fill in. <laughs> okay, but no, he uh, he has that he has that joint album, but um, the uh, the artist that he did it with doesn't really he uh, he wants to right. just go back to that lifestyle of uh, clean living, I guess. But uh, we got we got some videos. Me me and Z got a lot of work because uh, he has a few songs from an album that he feels got slept on and it's the mr fuck you album yeah so um we're gonna be dropping some videos from that and then as far as me um i don't know if i promoted it last time but i got the song uh the six track joint with the uh producer from france oh yeah yeah i, got I think that. you mentioned that yeah, yeah i got that and um that's 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 the uh next music project for me to come out and then after that it's going to either be working on the con the conceptual album or did i say that right conceptual yeah. i don't want to yeah. be making no babies yeah uh, <laughs> <laughs> we got uh, the concept album <laughs> I got we got the concept album that I'm, I'm gonna try and put together soon i don't uh i don't have no beats for it i just i got that story plot basically I just got that, so uh, yeah. I don't think there's uh, much more to promote besides the uh, the the whole revamping of everything. The whole rebranding. Yeah, I'm gonna uh, try and get some new merch out. Try to figure out some new designs, but I'm gonna have uh, uh, the 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 mask spray I got, the purifying mask spray. Uh, got to get a new, I want a new design, you right, know, right. but everything else is going to be the same. I got that face mask, you know, but, uh, other than, uh, other than that, nothing else. <clears throat> we got some shit coming on deck. Yeah. I might, uh, I'm trying to, I'm trying to actually, I'm trying to get, uh, uh, my Afton live show going because I did a few, uh, I did one Afton show back in 19. And then when the pandemic hit, they started doing live shows. And I did one. I, I was part of the beta group, you know, right. testing it. And now Tech Nine's doing my Afton live streaming shows like every other month. Oh, shit. So I uh, I need to get back on the my Afton shows because it's... Uh, Damn. Tech's out there. Yeah, it's being used. Like the something I helped get going yeah. is fucking helping the one of the biggest independent artists in the world stay active Connected. you know and being able to give his music to the people that need it because he really has music that helps you know people in different situations so his yeah. music is is great for a lot of people you know when it comes to you know just like dmx 
and Tupac touched yeah. different emotions. Yeah, Tech. Tech is touching different emotions and different people, mm-hmm. you know? Not not every hood person is fighting pit bulls, you know? Yeah. There is some hood people that like to put on the clown paint and get down with the juggalos. Yep. So, yes. and they, 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 they have emotions, too, that need to be, you know, touched and talked to. So Real shit. They're, uh, they're people, too. Yeah. So, he... uh he he's he I'm 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 glad that he he jumped aboard because uh when I touched bases with my Afton I don't even know when I did but I know it was at least 10 years plus cuz they hit me on the oldest email I got <laughs> <laughs> and they was like hey we're booking shows in your area again and so um I did that one show you know I had to sell the tickets did that and got on is it's, it's nice if you got the right fan base to do it, you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, then they did the the live stream and offered me to be a part of the beta testing. And I even shot the first commercial with them. So the, their first commercial, I posted every time Tech Nice says he got a show. I'm like, look, look, I got, I started this shit. <laughs> Real so, shit, man. Uh, you innovated on yeah. that shit. This is not a paid ad. Yeah. Yes. You innovated you got that on that shit popping. You balled on them, motherfucker. So. You know what? Honestly, man, they need to give equity stock to artists. I think a lot of these companies need to give equity stock to the people who drive the actual traffic to the website. You know? Yeah. Or the app or whatever it is, you know? Yeah, so. I'm going to figure it out. You might need to come through, too. We right. might have to just... Real talk. I mean, I got the platform to do it. You know, I got I already downloaded all this software they wanted, and... What I'm thinking is, we just pull up to a, a, a hotel and rent out their conference room. Ain't nobody holding conferences. There you go. You know, a conference room or they banquet rooms because yeah. we don't we don't need nobody. We don't need no fans in there. Really, uh-huh. we just need our little people that's gonna be there. Uh, yeah. You know, so if the max is only thirty people, then we we bring the max. You know, and also too, this is just an idea. You do something like that, and you can make it like a dress code event. So that people are dressed for the music video. Yeah. You know? So, like, if you... Because it could be just the same... In the same vein as a comic book convention. Mm-hmm. You know, where you have a bunch of motherfuckers showing up as their favorite superheroes. Yeah. You know, that's... They do that kind of shit all the time. So, if you want to shoot a music video, let's say everybody dresses up in, like, fucking button-ups and shit. Oh, yeah. You know what I'm saying? And then you do a video with, like, Hennessy bottles and shit like that. You could just do, you know, like, people... I don't know if you can get away with smoking weed up in the bank hall, but... Yeah. <laughs> Motherfuckers be hitting a vape. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. <laughs> but I think that you're on to something right there because literally people give you such hard times when you try to get an Airbnb shooting mm-hmm. music video because a lot of the places, I feel like a lot of places low-key have cameras. Yeah. You feel me? Yeah. Too many inside edition shows. Yeah. <laughs> you feel me? It happens once too many times. It yeah. makes you really wonder. But, uh, but anyways, man, uh, thank you again, man. I, I think that we did a, a classic episode. I think yeah. that we really went deeper this time. And, and I'm glad. I'm glad. I hope we touched everything. Exactly. We're going to have to... Uh, it won't be a part three, but it'll be a, another podcast. I'm going to have to drop in again. But yeah. After all the projects drop, shit, yeah. we'll do it again. Hell yeah. Uh, what's your usernames and shit on your platforms you want them to be uh, connected with you? <clears throat> Twitter, PrimoF. P-R-E-M-O-F. Uh, Instagram, Trap Volta. Uh, T-R-A-P-V-O-L-T Like John Travolta But you know I'm in the trap Trap Volta You know So you can find me Those two places uh, 
and then uh, Facebook Primo F, but I don't really use my uh, Facebook artist page as I should. <clears throat> so I'm not even gonna tell you guys to go <laughs> that way. You know, just oh, shit. if you wanna if you wanna touch bases with me, Instagram and Twitter's the easiest. You know, All right, that's man. that's the easiest way to. Uh, <coughs> damn, fucking swisher. That's the uh, easiest route. All right, man. Thanks again, man. Appreciate it, man. Until next time. You already know what it is, man. Signing out. One.